0: There's trouble brewing out in front of the saloon. Hey,
1: they're gonna fight me. Don't look
2: at them. They're about to drive. I fired point blank. Watch this. Oh God. Not
1: From behind trees. Welcome to Crappy Anime Showdown. I am your referee, host, and. Oni-chan, Mike. Uh, today, I am joined by Gun Kata extraordinaire and famed tattoo artist, J.W. J.W., thank you God, for coming. It's both at once. Yeah, okay. ooh, 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 I got like a needle person. gun
2: and I do a dance. <laughs> I feel like that's not and giving enough I credit inject- to Abby. Yeah,
1: And uh, uh, and by a man who, in eighth grade, sold audio clips of his parents having sex. It's Ethan. Yeah. Ethan, thanks for joining us.
2: Oh, that's God. a good racket. Yeah. I
0: got respect for <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's a real good hustle, you know? Uh, you always respect anyway, the hustle.
1: In case you're new, this podcast is dedicated to pitting garbage anime against each other to see which is the most deplorable while still being entertaining enough to watch. Today... Ethan will be defending Mushoku Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation, and he will be going against JW, who will be defending Scar on the Prey Tier. As always, I hope you brought your A-game. Gentlemen, before we get in, uh, this was the first time this has ever happened, so I didn't have to ask you how your viewing experience was, because we all watched it together for the first time. Very exciting. That was a blast. I loved that. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was a good time. Everybody together making jokes all at the same time. So it was uh So now we're all gonna a...
2: steal each other's jokes.
1: Yeah, all yeah, of us. All, all of us, of us were it. there. Yep. Whoever it says no it first gets credit. Yep, correct. <laughs> <laughs> ah shoot. Son of a gun, you're gonna steal all my jokes. We even, uh, so we many even had ones. our producer Abby there. You know, she was uh everyone yeah. was there. <laughs>
2: there were a lot of producers there.
1: Uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of producing. Uh, every producer we've ever had was there. Anyway um, so we can just dive right into it today. Um, I think I'll start with Ethan t- this week, because I think I started with Jay last week. Mm-hmm. So, Ethan, tell us uh, a little bit about Mushoku Tensei, Jabba's Reincarnation, Episodes 1, 2, and 3.
0: So, I feel like I need to just say right up front, this was better than we expected. I feel like yeah. it needs to be said. So,
2: slightly. <clears throat> it was, yeah, 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 yeah. Mostly because we, our expectations were that of... I guess redo of healer level,
1: uh,
2: so it didn't get yeah. that bad. Oh, very true. Like my, my true. expectations uh, for the for the scumminess was going to be redo of healer levels. Yeah, I, because I mean, the, considering... the reviews the reviews were even calling it out, and when the anime fans call out, out the scumminess of your main character, you, some red flags.
0: Yeah, I'm totally with you there. Like, I, if if you have to listen to the reviews to inform you of how bad something is, you're in for a rough go. Um, well, specifically yeah, they for were calling
1: him like a. A huge pervert. Yeah. So it was yeah. very surprised at how not as much perviness as I expected Japan to throw at me was actually in there. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Meanwhile, Monster Girl Doctor was getting a clean bill of health.
1: Yeah, and and that's the thing. <laughs> I think that this show, it like the
0: reviewers know it's pervy because the character like says out loud, "I am a perv," whereas like Monster yeah. Girl Doctor is like, "No, I'm a doctor."
2: Yeah, <laughs> they're they're forced huh. to engage with it. I'm
0: clearly a doctor. I don't know do. how you yeah. could possibly confuse this. I have to reach inside of this uh, this woman's gills in order to like yeah. determine if I'm erect rector. I
1: have to fist this serpent in order to figure out what's wrong. It's yeah. it's
0: it's nothing normal. I can do. It's normal. And I'm gonna blush a- while, a- while a- I do it. Yeah, I- well I as a lamia <laughs> need to jam my tail down the throat of a centaur in order to keep her quiet. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: It's the only way she could do it.
1: It's uh that's definitely She couldn't just put it
2: over her mouth. That's for sure. Right.
1: No, you have to jam it down you the throat all as the, the gag. way. Well, what
0: if that was just like a world where Socratic oaths were never developed? And, like you know, Socrates. Uh, Hippocratic? You know? Nope.
2: Socratic. Socratic. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. What's a Socratic yeah, yeah. oath? Yeah. <laughs> Socratic I, You You, you wow. promise to be an asshole <laughs> to everyone you see and get executed <laughs> publicly? I'm just
0: telling you, it's the only way.
2: I mean, cause I'm just coming around to the idea. Because yeah. now I'm starting to understand where this doctor came from. If he took a Socratic oath, I understand a hundred percent. Fuck the Hippocratic oath. Do no harm. None of that. Do much psychological harm. That's the Socratic. All right, hey,
0: oath. You, you gotta. All right, you gotta tell me Cursed. what. What is the doctor's kryptonite? There's only one correct answer.
2: The doctor's kryptonite. Yeah, if he if he's Ugly if he took women. a Socratic
0: oath, what is his kryptonite?
2: Oh, little boys, you can't have No, section. no, it's a literal hemlock tree that chases him around. <laughs> uh, that's, that's just specifically for Socrates. wasn't a doctor. The, the metaphor is falling apart.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Ethan, you are really Chopping it. it down. I was laughing so yeah, hard. Yeah, no yeah, no, if you had asked
2: me what the what the form was most an- antithetical to Socrates, then I could tell you it was Oh,
0: hemlock. got it. Okay, I'll get you to write a fucking uh, exam see? about it next time. That or, was my Or bad.
2: the form of, of uh, public indecency. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, I'm like that. Uh, I'm like that vampire from um, shit. What we do in the dark, where you just upset mm. people, and um, yeah, yeah, we're it,
2: werewolves, not swearwolves
0: What? No, no. The it when like no? the the one vampire that like is an office guy that just pisses people off online. Oh, so he, like, the energy senses. vampire. Yeah, energy. Yeah. That was it. Energy vampire. Yeah, yeah. Colin. Colin Robinson. Socrates sure. is a
2: hardcore energy vampire. That actually makes a lot of sense.
0: Man. <laughs> really sucking the air out of the room.
2: Socrates would be a fucking internet troll.
0: Yeah, I believe it. that checks out. No, wait, wait, hold on. What's his face? Wait, um, the dude that ripped all the fucking feathers off of uh, the chicken and was like, look, a man. That guy's the internet troll.
2: Yeah, that guy's definitely an asshole. I I
0: don't remember what his name is, but he's a fucking prick.
2: I don't either. It's not Pythagoras.
1: No, no, no. Well, I mean, Pythagoras is like (laughs) a fucking cultist. Pythagoras was also an asshole. Yeah, he was crazy. (laughs) They all were, it seems like. Uh, There's a running theme here. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Anyway. What were we talking talking about? (laughs) <laughs> uh, I don't know anymore. I think that's the end of the All episode. All right, we'll talk Thanks to you next coming.
0: time. Okay, so we were talking about <laughs> show Tensai. Yeah. Oh, we the got get we got though.
2: on. He's a perv, not like the doctor. Yeah, so yeah,
0: he's a perv. Yeah. Um, uh, the opening scene is basically him on like a uh, a gurney, and uh, he's like in the hospital, and there, there's doctors operating on him, and uh, he dies. But while he's dying, mm. I like this little this this is like a small detail that didn't need to be there, but it was like pleasant. Uh, while he's dying, you can hear him being born in the other world. And no, it doesn't sound like it sounds much right, more like no. someone being like, Oh my god, look, it's a boy. Push. Um So like that's uh that that was like a nice added detail that you can like see the transition happening as it's like occurring.
2: Yeah, it's a fun little thing. It's it, a fun it's little small. like visual Yeah. I don't want to say gag, but like it's a it's a an effect. It's it's like, a yeah. Uh, it's you're a cute. right. It could have yeah. just done the it could have done the the circle wipe, where his vision closes in with the darkness yeah. and and then and then it opens back up like a fucking episode of Looney Tunes, and he's like, oh, what's this?
0: Yeah, Agreed. I'm
2: born. No.
0: And and, yeah, so and like, is it a big a, deal? A dumber no, way to do but, it. Yeah, like, it's not no, no, a big well, deal they did, it, but it was
2: nice. It's good direction. A great direction.
0: So um, anyway, he's in like the the uh, the isekai world now. Um, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be France. Or something that is akin to France and like a no. magical world. Yeah. It's, yeah,
1: it's a magical world. Yep. It's, it's, I don't think it. I don't think it matters. Who what cares? Actual. Well, yeah, I'm just look, saying because like
0: yeah. they, they, um, a it's medieval period, whatever, and then b they, um, there's a brief bit of language that happens before it just switches over to Japanese, and I swear to God, I thought it was French. It
2: sounded French, but I think it's just supposed to be nonsense talk. Probably. That you hear for five seconds.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I agree with that. So, um, anyway, he's just born, and there's like a, a little funny bit where he's like, you know, who are these people and why are they holding on to me? This is like ludicrous. And because he's a perv, this part's not funny, but because he's a perv, he like sees what is now his mother's boobs and is like, I wanna like reach for them honkers, and reaches his little hands out and their baby hands. And um, the VA in this is actually really good. And the, uh, the the VA, like, turns his hands over, and he's like, what? What, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> what the hell is this? Uh, the hell are these? So, um, anyway, uh, yeah, the VA, for the most part, in the dub that we watched, I thought was very good. Um, most of the characters, I enjoyed listening to them, which is weird, because normally I hate VAs,
1: but... any. Well, you know what? They they all sounded like lesser-known VAs to me, having watched a ton of anime, which is why I just, at the very least, thought it was refreshing. uh, Because they weren't bad VAs at all, and they were newer or different, at the very least, than most of the ones I hear. So it was just nice. I agree with that. Yeah, it was
0: kind of like if you had gotten a voiceover... Like, the main character almost sounded like a voiceover... For some kind of not like a sitcom specifically, but like some kind of like talk show, and um, it was not what I was expecting. But it was clear the guy knew how to do VAs, but had not done probably many anime VAs in the past. Uh, I don't know. It was it, it just was not stereotypical, is probably the easiest way of saying it, which was pleasant. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. So um, the kid's definitely a perv. Um, they basically show in the first episode he grows, I think, from like baby to five or maybe three maybe three but um anyway he's starting to grow up um his mom is like they, there's a joke where he's like you know my dad's a fighter and my mom's a cleric and like haha they must be larpers because he doesn't understand he's living in like a literal magical world yet um and then he basically is looking outside watching his dad like use a sword which JW uh, sword analysis I assume it was all shit
2: uh, well no, yeah he, was, he had I mean, look, it's an anime. So right off the bat, we got a whole line of tropes. Number one, scabbard, massive for some fucking yeah, reason. huge. I don't know why <laughs> they do that.
1: Uh, I'm sorry, varying in yeah, size. Yeah, it is varying. Well, at very, definitely points. varying in size. It depends on the how are animating it, is. it. Doesn't
2: care. Um, <laughs> sword swinging technique, uh, wild and completely unfocused in any possible way. It's like, you know how when you're trying to like do a spin move and you're like trying to you grab a kid by the arms and you spin really, really fast to get him off the ground and you yeet him. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He basically <laughs> sword Whoa. fights like that. He just <laughs> grabs the sword by the end and just over moves his body in every possible way to try to build momentum in the dumbest possible way. Also, yeah, so it's a long sword. Also, he doesn't use it two hands. Uh, he does it shirtless and he's not very, uh, he's, he's, Buff, well it depends but like, on the uh it depends on the scene sometimes his
0: muscles look legitimately pretty good and then other times one of his pecs looks like it's sort of drooped off of the muscles like the skin is detached from the muscle yeah it was pretty weird that one scene we froze on was strange
1: man man was taking some peds and was having some trouble with him yeah maybe Let's see that um yeah,
2: yeah he's taking he's taking the testosterone now he's retired from you know He's retired, so he's his estrogen levels are coming up, and he's starting to grow some <laughs> breast tissue.
0: Hey, look, it happens. It's Every, a very common
2: problem, we all, yeah. We all go through it. I mean, we don't see yeah. his balls, so we can't really tell him.
1: Well, uh, we do not. That, well, we don't that yet. We, not that we don't see balls. We don't see his balls.
0: Um. So, anyway, talking to balls, no. Uh, so, he's watching his dad, like, you know, swing a sword outside. And uh, in the process, like, he's uh, kind of, like, sitting up on a windowsill or whatever, and he falls back and hits his head off the ground. And uh, his mom, like, scoops and picks him up and puts him on the table and is like, okay, well, you know, I don't want my little boy being hurt, and basically casts, like, a healing spell on him. And this is the first time he's like, oh, okay. Like, I guess that's actually the world I'm in. It's not just, like, you know, medieval someplace. It's it's straight-up magic. Um, his parents have a maid, and the maid is assumably an adult... But we don't know how old.
1: They don't really talk about her that much.
0: No, she's only there to show off the fact that he's still like a ridiculous perv. Um, And like they do that a couple of times where like he's clearly trying to like upskirt her like while crawling around the house. And like he's wearing his either the maid or the mother's panties on his head. Um, Which quick, you know, clerical note. uh, Yeah, panties weren't a thing in medieval times. And later on in the show, they even show a little girl in bloomers whatever, but it's just like, even the panties had like a little bow tie on them. Like, you know, the like, you know, like panties do like, you know, like a little, like a little cute bow on them. But like, yeah, like, like panties do. I mean, some like, panties. Like panties do. Yeah. <laughs> hey, fuck off. Some panties do. <laughs> but, uh, I think that's
1: just an that anime throat, man. I'm going to, I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, like panties like, do. You eh? know, like panties yeah, do. The panties, Ethan they're just wear.
0: coming around with the bow tie. Yeah? But, uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, so, yeah, um, he yeah they do this whole panty bit where he, like wears them on his head and like he gives the creepiest smiles at the maid and also at his mother but the mother also like kind of gives creepy smiles back which is somehow even worse. Um, you can hear the parents fuck in this episode, and um like yeah and the the MC is like yo I want like a little sister. He can't really talk yet but like he's thinking in his head. Um, does he find magic in the first episode too? I think. Uh...
2: Pretty sure he does. I don't remember. I don't really care. It, it kind of doesn't matter. I think so. Yes. Yeah. So let's yeah, just let's say so. yes.
0: So he he finds books in like one of the libraries. Not libraries, Sorry, they, they don't live in a big place. It's like pretty accurate to the point that like this. His family must be like a petty noble, because like they have a house and they have land and they have peasants. Well, yeah, at we work. figured
1: out what he was is that he was a knight that defended their little village, and so he's considered like a noble, but basically a noble just kind of in that village, sort of. Yeah, which is which like... makes
2: absolutely no sense in terms of actual medieval you know caste systems. Yeah, but well, we this is
1: fantasy medieval, so you yeah can fantasy. Shove it. That's why <laughs> it is
2: medieval, except for what the artist likes to draw, like panties.
1: Yeah, the,
0: the panties, the swords. The you panties know. are in there, yeah right. So um, anyway, uh, he finds a magic book and he like gives a he gives a shot at some like casting some magic and he quickly finds out that most people have to like um use like spell incantations to to cast magic, but for him he can just sort of like think it and do it. And uh, I mean he, he with I I hate tropes like this, but some points to the show for immediately pointing out that like. The uh, the neat oh we forgot to cover this the dude's like a total neat like in like from the real world like he never went outside he was terrified of talking to people and women and stuff like that yeah. um mm-hmm. they go into this more later so I'm gonna kind of hold on to it but like he was a total neat and that's the only thing you really need to know so like he's aware of anime tropes to understand that like sometimes MCs are like you know busted af and um he is also busted Did you just say af instead of af
1: Yeah he did. I've heard Can people I say both both something at you through the internet I've I've heard it both <laughs> ways. I've yeah, never I don't want to hear it AF. that
2: way ever again.
1: I only want to hear AF. It, it's like it's, know, like it's people like people
2: trying to pronounce other acronyms, like mm, uh, lol?
0: Yeah, I mean, you mean like uh, <coughs> the the government agency uh, Chow? You know, you know the the ones that overthrow what? like all the nations? Chow.
2: You mean DARPA? No, no, no. They, they you know, they overthrow. I know which the... one you're talking about. Chow. But yeah, I'm just everyone going knows Chow. Some other pronounced acronyms, which. It's kind of dumb. Whatever, yeah, I don't yeah. care. You know,
1: like UNICEF. I got gotcha. you, no problem. Yeah, thanks, thanks, buddy. Um, so anyway, uh, <laughs>
0: he figures out that he's busted, and um, he can cast water. Like that's just the first spell he tries, uh, but he like figures out that like the mana based system has like some kind of upper limits because he like basically passes out if he um, like casts too much. Uh, there's like a cute little joke, which is actually pretty good. Where like he casts a water bubble, but like falls over because he passes out, and the water lands on his crotch, so it makes him look like he wet his, you know wet his wet himself, and he's like two or three, so like presumably by three, you probably shouldn't be. I don't know, kids, I hope that's right, but yeah, um, that's a
2: sign of a serial killer, I believe to continue to wet your <laughs> pants by three, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw it on Dr. Oz. He's a, he's a real doctor. Oh, my God. Oh, he yeah. is
1: a real doctor. Yeah, hey, props, props sure. to Dr. Oz. And then he, and then he wheeled yeah, out
2: saw... a, 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 a thing of small intestines. He's like, can you believe how many intestines you have? <laughs> uh, Dr. Oz, there's only two actual
1: intestines.
0: Ah, there's, two... there's a whole wheelbarrow. He just has a wheelbarrow, and he's shaking it just to watch it like shake like gelatin. Look,
2: like I don't like want to gross you out, but Dr. Oz, he has a lot of human parts. Um, yeah. And nobody asks where he gets them. I mean, he's though. a doctor, JW. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I know a couple doctors, and none of them have access to a wheelbarrow I, full listen, of human parts.
0: They All of them do. You're just not asking the right questions. Like, can I have I a heart? I guess that's
2: fair. I guess that's fair. You just got to be yeah, like. You I, just I, go I mean, down to the morgue. Hey, man, what's on the menu?
1: <laughs> hey, I got, I got a wheelbarrow full of kidneys, you know?
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> sure, <laughs> do I, I, guess. I Why not? You're like no uh, teaching a, a special science class. On Everyone gets to operate on a human kidney in my science class. We're going to
2: go on Oprah. Tell- We're going to have Oprah split open a kidney and drink the juice. It's going to be great. No, Ooh. no, no. You're, you're
0: going at this from the wrong way. you got to come in with a plague mask and walk in and shifty eye, look at this guy and go, hey, uh, my humors are a little low. And he busts so, bro, him bro, out. that's
2: Dr. Phil, all right? Oh. This is Dr. <laughs> Oz. Oh, oh, no. High I quality, quality content. <laughs> anyway... Back to your synopsis, which I'm not paying attention. Yeah, to. I know you're not. Um, so, <laughs> look, synopsis is the worst part. All right, I'd cut it if I felt like I could.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, I guess we'll make it a little Bit of shorter. About a
2: thirty-minute show. So, um, no, it's important to talk about because you know people might be listening who didn't do their fucking homework. Yeah, Jesus
0: Christ, <laughs> do your fucking homework. Get together and watch these animes. Um, can you so, believe
2: how long it's been since you did a test for school all right Just oh my god it like it's that. been forever I say... wake up you wake up in a fucking sweat in the morning and the first thing you think is oh my god I haven't done any homework in like six years I'm so behind oh wait <laughs> I graduated I don't do that anymore this is... now you can go I, I gotta watch my animes I gotta watch my anime. It's the There's the only a b- test,
1: honey I'm running honey I'm running late I gotta watch this anime I'm so sorry I gotta go I gotta
2: cram <laughs>
1: Yeah. We got to put then, it on you? two speed. I'm sorry. I don't want to, but I got to cram. I choice.
0: Hey, like oh. I said before, um, actually, I don't know if I share those with the pod. So uh, I've been made fun of no, before for uh, speeding up my anime while watching it. I don't do that anymore. Instead, I speed up my lectures while watching them so I have time to
2: watch the anime at <laughs> the normal speed. So, priorities. Uh, That's right. Priorities. Yeah, the pri-
0: I have the priorities right. I'll say that much. Um, All right,
2: whatever. Synopsis.
0: Yeah, so episode two, um <laughs> he keeps practicing his magic. um His dad.
1: Oh, well, now, hey, wait a minute. The most important part came in episode one. His tutor is introduced.
0: Oh, you're right. One. You're right. Yeah, they get oh, him a yeah, magic yeah. tutor because mm-hmm. his mom figures out that, like, oh, clearly you can cast magic. Or the do magic, first
2: whatever. waifu enters the frame. No, this is second ah. waifu. This is second waifu. No. The Second maid, waifu. Yeah, the maid. Yeah, the I maid. don't. Yeah. Well, maybe. I guess that's fair. It, less personality has been attributed to waifus in the past, so I guess that's fair. Yeah. I don't even think the maid has fucking lines.
0: <laughs> she has. Uh, no, she did.
2: Yeah, but they're, they're like she, um... extra lines. Like she doesn't really talk. No.
1: No, she just started to say, "Hey, I think you're." Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, I, I think, think your son's you're a creep. Son's a fucking shithead. <laughs> And mom's like, yeah, his boys will be boys. I mean, to be fair, like his mom that kid is three. Is he shouldn't have an interest in sexuality. It's honestly a pretty huge red flag.
0: I'm just saying that, like, I wouldn't blame the mother for being like, well, he's two. He doesn't understand at all. Okay, so right now, he clearly
2: understands. Oh, come and that's on. the problem.
0: I, yeah, okay. You mean to tell me that if a two-year-old walked up and like did something ridiculous, I've seen like young did children- something
2: ridiculous. Yes. It, you would think that he Expressly the... tried looking up people's skirts with panties that's on his like, head? Literally, no. That's
0: like... Okay, the panty <laughs> on the head thing is just because of anime. That's like... the problem.
2: <laughs> it, it, well, no, I know it's because it's anime, but like this is supposed to be the world that he's inhabiting. Yeah. The point of isekais most of the time is that you're supposed to be putting yourself in the shoes of the protagonist going, okay, I have real world knowledge and I've been dropped into this fantasy world. Let's figure out the rules. So when you start breaking the fucking rules... You know, for a one-off bit about being a horn dog in a three-year-old's body, it doesn't—it doesn't click too good. This is what people were talking about in the reviews, where they're like, "You're watching an anime about a kid, you know, growing up in a new fantasy world and learning the rules and like, you know, trying to make his way in a new world." And also, they'll just randomly drop in these like horny as fuck bits that yeah, are just yeah. completely disconnected from everything else. Like, you could take out that well, panty bit, and nothing would be different.
1: Yeah. But also, what what kind of disconnected me about the whole thing, and I guess maybe it happened in Eighth Son a little, but it's where like he's clearly you know a thirty whatever year old man inside uh, of 34. 34, I think yeah yeah. But there there are times in the episodes where like he acts like his actual age, but like too convincingly, so it almost feels as if they're just like like almost doing away with the narrator's voice, and then yeah. you just only ever hear. The current guy's voice, well, and it's yeah. just kind of yeah. Weird. He'll
2: act like a three-year-old. It's it's like, not, yeah. but, but like not. legitimately
1: act like he's not putting on a uh, putting on airs. He's just he doesn't know what to do in the situation. It's like yeah. I don't understand who I'm supposed to it, be. Then
2: it's well, it's very confusing because it's like is he does he just act like a three-year-old? Because like the setup here is supposed to be that. I'm going to judge everything this guy does as though he's a fully fledged human being Which you because should. he's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's the point. Right. So when he walks around being a skis bag, you're like, okay, this guy's a fucking skis bag. And that is the intent of these scenes overall is to show you that he's a skis bag. Also to pander to otaku shitlords who find that interesting. But overall, when he starts acting like a child, who is that for? He's not a child. We've been shown that he's not a child; that he has full control of his faculties. Like I, and then it's supposed to be like I guess this one-off little bit where he's like he he's trapped in a child's body and he's still like swayed by certain things. Like I don't I don't. It it doesn't make any sense. It's never really fleshed out in a consistent way, and then it's dropped almost instantly because they keep aging him up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. It, yeah, they it, keep aging him up, and he keeps talking internally a lot. Less. Yeah, because he's
2: only three for like four scenes, and then he's five presumably. Because there's a bunch of yeah, time the next skips episode when he's a he turns kid. five.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yep. Episode two, he turns five,
2: and then yeah. I think he turns like six or seven, and that's where we get the majority of episode three, I believe. But like, yeah, the, yep. he he doesn't stay the child where he's like influenced by any of these supposed you know child forces. So yeah, there's just no explanation for why he acts like a toddler at yeah, all. Yeah,
0: I, I think this comes from, um, frankly, just it's not laziness. I think it's like a, a small amount of incompetence by the writers, where they just well, are not yeah. placing themselves into that scenario. Well,
2: like they, they, they think probably they are, wrote not. themselves into a corner a little bit. It's like okay, he's a toddler. It's like okay, what would we have him do? One, he's a skis back. Fine, because like really, the only reason that we're here it's for him to set up bits where he acts like a total scum lord yeah yeah and everyone just writes it off that he's a kid so that's 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 really why we're seeing these scenes and that's how all these scenes are approached so then they'll be like okay well we need a little we need a little bit of like not drama or tension but we like we need an actual story other than that yeah. so they'll have that bit where like he he makes it look like he peed himself and then suddenly they're writing a child and they've been kind of forced into that situation because you have to resolve every single situation in which he's a child, in which the parents don't find out that he's not a child. Mm-hmm. So he has to do baby things in order to not be sus. He's not a baby, so there's no reason for him to be doing it. And rather than like really play with this scenario, they just hand wave everything because yeah, they just want to be done with it. They don't care.
0: Yeah, agree. Like, the, it, and I actually, this is, this is probably a good point where, um, a lot of the reviewers are like, "Listen, you're going to get characters where, like, especially the MC is going to grow out of the things that made him like a disgusting human, and um, that's fine. Like, I, I can appreciate a growth. Supposedly. That's like a good thing, supposedly. And that's that's well, exactly well, it's supposed
2: what to be a character arc, and so this is one of the, right. I mean, but but we'll they're they're, they're speedrunning it a bit in now, in way, right? Like they're just well, they're they're not. So the the issue is that there's a, there's a thing about a character arc. And that the purpose is growth overall. the the uh, the basic line of a character arc is a character starts one way and ends another, and that's the the bare minimum basics of it. So if we're getting these scenes at the beginning to show that he's a skeez bag, and that's where we're supposed to be setting him up as, fine, I get it. The issue is that they they will bait you into being like, oh, he's but he's gonna like address it. They never really address the skeeziness. What they address is some things that, like, like the reason why he's doing it as, like, an apology. So the issue here is that, uh, and I, we've only saw three episodes, so, like, I don't expect him to be a fully good person by the end no, of it. That's no, no,
0: actually, it would be probably annoying if he was.
2: What I expect is that if your arc is, he starts off as a shitlord and he ends off as a better person, or he grows to be a better person, what I expect to see are actions and consequences based on that setup. So when he's a little baby, he runs around and he acts like a shithead because he can and he gets away with it because he's being perceived as a child, which he isn't. Fine. If that's your setup, I can understand that paying off sometime later. They go through this effort of aging him up to three and five and eight, presumably to the ages in which he can't get away with this stuff anymore. But they never show us the payoff of that. They never show him trying to do something skeezy that he would have done when he was perceived as a three-year-old.
0: We almost had the chance for an that in episode
2: three, too, but then it didn't happen. Almost, but not really. So, like, we never see this change actually happen. We just see him no longer doing it anymore for no apparent reason. And there's, a, there's like, a trope you can talk about here, which is that whenever you're just picking some mental illness, not that that's what he has... Um, But whenever you're depicting mental illness in TV and movies, there's there's a thing that will happen, which is the writers don't really know what to do with it. So it'll like ramp from zero to 11 to zero again in the course of a scene because your character has to have a mental illness. So you have to make it the focus of certain scenes. But then when it's not the focus, they'll behave like a completely normal person. Yeah, Firefly. It's like, it's like a... Or like a Forrest Gump issue. Oh, that like, too. Yeah. Forrest Gump is extremely functional when he needs to be, and extremely dysfunctional when he needs to be. And the story will just make him whatever level of mentally challenged he needs to be to fit whatever thing they're trying to do. Yeah. And it doesn't make any real consistent sense. And that's a lot of what we're getting here. This character, not that again, not that it's a mental illness, but like he has this character trait that you're supposedly setting up and paying off through growth and change. But we never see the connecting fibers between one end and another end. It just happens. And you get it a little bit better in, in episode three because it's a they different flashback to some though. trauma. Yeah. But it's always played up as like an excuse, not a change. Because technically speaking, for him, he already knows what his trauma is. Like he's not gonna forget. Yeah, if you so if you show like a PTSD war vet go into an office and then have a like a panic attack because he sees something that looks like a bomb on the floor, that's informing us of his trauma. But technically speaking, that's something that could happen to him at any time. It's that's also not just growth continued for him.
0: Trauma for him. Yeah. Like yeah it's it's just like, it's
2: just like that. Yeah. It, it's if just, we it's watch just in, his trauma,
0: like uh, you know, what, I'm realizing I'm just repeating what you're saying. Like us watching it well, is not him growing.
2: No, no, exactly. <laughs> uh, us coming uh, getting up to speed with his trauma is not growth. It is growth in our sense because we're growing to understand him better, which can be fine in the early episodes of an arc. But then, like, again, I'll I'll jump ahead a little bit. In episode three, he very quickly has a flashback about being tied to a a gate naked and just ridiculed, which uh, another wonderful anime trope of bullying is like. Hardcore, the most illegal thing of all fucking time.
1: <laughs> like here's the thing though, like so there's hazing that happens in colleges around here, and that gets pretty brutal and pretty terrible. yeah it but it happens n- behind there-
2: closed doors, not in fucking public.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it gets it happens without us knowing. In Japan, you can just tie a man naked out in the middle of a street and just laugh at him yeah, and I, everyone will just ignore it. I'm going to go ahead and suggest on.
2: that even in Japan you can't get away with that yeah, shit. Yeah. I
1: mean that was like 30, <laughs> 30 high school oh, I students. <laughs> I met I anime. Like, 30 yeah. like, like high holy schoolers fuck. Uh, the, the whole class the it's just crazy. <laughs>
2: yeah, his whole class is in on it. Like come <laughs> on, the, man. That's not how bullying works. His entire works.
1: class stood outside of his window, waited till he opened up the window and then laughed at him yeah. Yeah. <laughs> until he shut the like, window. Jesus,
2: like the whole class is just standing outside one guy's window for the opportunity to yell at him on the off chance he'll open his window? It's like, Jesus, so, fuck. So like the bullying hey, uh, is so out of fucking control that it feels more like an excuse. You know what I mean? Like it's just like, oh, hey, uh, yeah, hey, Ricky, he was, he was right to be Saturday a shut-in night? because literally the entire world fucking hated him. And it's like when you're showing us this evidence, it's like it's just fucking ridiculous.
0: That's not. I, I do agree a thing? that it's more of an excuse. I, I mean, I feel like this is sort of like. There's like, uh, shit, what is it for magicians? It ends with the prestige. It's like the setup to something in the prestige. Um
2: oh I don't remember. Yeah. The turn. The and, turn, yeah. Uh, so like I feel like the, we there's have the something, the turn and the prestige, yeah.
0: Yeah, whatever. We'll call it setup, turn, and prestige. So like they have right, the yeah. setup. They're giving us like the reason why he got to the point where he is. On some level, it's not very complete, sure. but they're giving it to us. And then there's sort I, of I want to be
2: clear yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And just on that note, um, it's not good enough just to keep having setup. Um, you have to have setup, turns, and prestiges in using that metaphor within every episode. Like you don't get to just have an episode of setup. That's that's bad. That's just it's bad called writing. The
1: pledge. We, the t- oh, that's the it. pledge. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So,
2: like, right. the idea here is that again, like, when you're writing an episode, you have to have a beginning, middle, and end of an episode. If you're going to go over something like a little tiny baby step of a character's overall arc, it also still has to have a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. True. Like so, like, and and sometimes we we get we get things like that with this gate because again, like he he has a flashback of being tied to the gate. He says, "No, wait, I don't want to go for a horseback ride. I don't want to go through the gate. That's traumatic to me." Barring that, those traumas don't quite line up. Like he's not traumatized by the gate, right? He's traumatized by the bullying that happened to happen at a gate. Right, but right. But, like, fine, whatever. He, he's having he's having a PTSD thing where it's like, oh, God, gate, uh, bad, bad run. But it's also a bit of, I don't want to go outside because that's where all the bad people are. Yep. Fine. So, and then his, his mentor's like, no, 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 we're going to go. You'll be okay, see? And he has, like, a fucking panic attack on the horse. Like, no, get me the fuck off. But he's a child, and he can't really do anything about it. So he gets carried through the gate, and then that's it. We don't have any still- resolution to that. We don't have any real payoff because the if theoretically the payoff is oh well, he's fine now. But he's not. That's dumb. Uh, obviously this isn't the end of his trauma arc. It might be him getting over this little thing, but we don't get any real catharsis from that. He doesn't go out into the field and like have a re- have a, you know, have another flashback but then overcome it. He doesn't have any internal monologue about, oh, maybe this isn't as bad as I thought. It just it just it's done. You know he goes through the gate, and they cut to the next scene, and he's happy again, and he's you know fucking around and messing around. It's like what what happened? You know what's,
0: what's funny is I feel like that kind of setup and payoff would work if he was actually mentally a child, because like when a, when a kid gets burned by like putting his hand on the stove, you learn not to do it again. But right. you also, as a child, have the chance to learn that the stove isn't always hot. Whereas like as an adult. If the, the PTSD trauma they're setting up where, like, him being afraid of leaving his own home and, like, you know, his, his safe space, you don't just get over that once you leave. Like, that's very yeah, ingrained exactly. at that point. It's not something you can just click and turn off. Like, and you they don't have set that malleability. Up.
2: Yeah, they set it up where he had it happen multiple times. Like, it yes. was reinforced yeah. throughout years. Correct. Which was and, good, and by t- the way. That was a good yeah, Which is good. The setup is good. Yes theoretically as long as you do something with it and yeah. they just didn't really want to do anything with it and that's because the people writing the show and probably writing the manga they don't really see it as an arc that you're supposed to be on a journey with him it's supposed to be a it's an excuse it's a he's a shithead Here's why. I don't. I think now you're supposed to be okay with this.
0: Personally, I think it's incompetence. I don't think that they are telling you that this is. I I think they think they are doing a good job of
2: paying this off. They're just not like. Yeah, it's it's that classic it's that classic dilemma where it's like, is it malice or is it just stupidity? Exactly. Like, do they really understand how to do a proper setup and payoff? I don't know. It seems like they're able to set it up and build it up pretty well. So it's hard to believe that they don't understand the concept of a payoff after that. But at the same time, we've seen shit like that before where someone sets up something really, really well and they just... They just I mean, did get it. I,
0: I feel like this is one of those, if we end up watching three more episodes of this, it will become abundantly clear whether it is Malice or what was the other half yeah, of that? We,
2: it will be abundantly clear because we're probably going to get more examples of this kind of story exactly. where yeah. he has a trauma and a flashback. We understand his trauma and then we see whether or not they pay it off properly or whether they just ignore it again or yeah, or they could just or they just
1: completely from here on out making so, 100%, 100% yeah, really yeah. or they it, yeah.
2: make it 100% clear that it's an excuse like say yeah, for example like, he's he's looking at some girl being horny and he's like oh yeah i used to watch a hentai just like that and then he starts being like a shithead to her because he's being predatory she tries to call him out and he goes oh man i was treating her just like a just like a, a doll I'm going to do it again. Yeah. I think this minute. is a good Hold segue a into
0: like the end of 2 and the beginning of 3 though because yeah, like th- there is there is a good example in 3 that I want to get to that people will probably use as an example of how the character is growing and he did just to be clear, but it is not tied to episodes 1 and 2. Uh, yeah. So a, a
2: growth is assumed to have happened. That that is what we right. have right now. Right, we right, have right. a good setup, we have a good turn and we have a hard cut in which i don't uh, know I, is I don't know if i agree assumed. we have a good
0: turn but we definitely have good Well setup. W-
2: the turn theoretically is the one where he's getting dragged towards the gate and he's having a panic attack that's fine
0: oh oh i see what you're saying cuz okay. technically that's Separate the turn
2: the, the pledge was but he no has ptsd
0: okay,
2: the e- pledge is he has ptsd the turn is oh oh here comes the ptsd
1: yeah. All right. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. The let's, subversion the in this case would be the what PTSD? What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Let's, well, let's,
2: magic is about subversion, so obviously the prestige is going to be a little different on certain payoffs. But yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Let, let's get back
0: to the synopsis, though, because like that, it, it, I want to I want to cover some big chunks of this. So, episode two is way hornier in bad ways than episode one was. In episode one, yeah. like obviously he was being a perv and he was listening in on his parents having sex. But the parents having sex thing, I don't really care. Like. I don't yeah. care. It actually difference. It can later actually serve a in, point.
2: It's it's in how the camera treats it. Yes. It, yeah. When 100%. you see a kid crawling around on the ground getting panty shots of people, a lot of how you get at of whether or not this is for the audience or for the character is in how it's portrayed by the camera. So like the, say for an example, he was crawling around the ground and he went into first person and you got like a huge ass upskirt like right in your face. Yeah. Pretty clear who that's for. Yeah, 100%. It's not for the character, it's for you. Now, but what we get in episode one is not really that. You see the characters, they're a little bit sexualized, but like not extra. Like when he's reaching for his boobs, her boobs look like fucking basketballs taped to her chest. Fine, that's anime. But when he's reaching for them, he doesn't grab them and they go, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. squirt milk everywhere <laughs> because it would be very clear if that happened who that would be for. Yeah, agreed. When he's me. crawling around on the ground with panties on his head, panties on your head doesn't isn't like it's not appealing to anyone it's just reminiscent of the fact that he's a perv so then when he crawls around he says ah, i love being a little perv you're not seeing him do pervy things and like from his perspective you're not looking at pervy shit yourself as the viewer so it's like okay this is character building not fan service contrasting again with we're well, not contrasting again a similar example is the parents having sex I guess theoretically you could get off to what they say, but like they put jokes in what they're saying to each other. Like it's it's a funny little oh, bit yeah. where they're like, "Oh yeah, my knight, take me to the tower." And he's like, "Watch out it, for the
0: dragon." It's one of those uh, things that's so goofy that only a couple would say it to each other. Exactly. Like, it, and, and it works. And even though
2: they're it's fucking, good. it's not it's the camera does not portray it as sexy. No. You're not supposed to look at this and go, "Oh yeah, I'm getting turned on." You're not supposed to. And nobody would and nobody should. So like that's another example of, "Okay, this is like a this is, the, the, the world is sexy. Now we're supposed to be seeing how he's reacting to it as a perv. Um, in another weird twist, he just like is like, oh, I hope I get a sister. Yeah, and he doesn't seem weird. to I acknowledge don't... the perviness at all, despite being a perv. So that's just another weird disjointed thing. But at the very least, it's not fan y no, And then the contrast is the one that I'm sure you're bringing up.
0: Yeah, yeah. so he's been working with his uh, his tutor, and the tutor is now like a live-in tutor, which makes sense. Like, I can get that. Um, so, like, she's a live-in tutor because they're in the middle of, like, bum-fuck-nowhere. the And um, uh, anyway, they're practicing together. He's getting better. Um, but for some reason or another, when his parents are boning, she is out in the hallway masturbating to the sound of them boning.
1: Um, yeah that, that caught everybody off guard there. That was uh, unnecessary in yeah. every way shape and form. And here's and it's the like thing. a 2 second scene. She's
0: she is younger, which like I can appreciate someone that's younger being horny and hearing someone having sex would make you horny. Fine. Whatever. Um that's not a problem to me. The problem to me is the fact that like why would she be in the hallway right outside of their door masturbating?
2: It's an NTR thing. That's that's all it's there for. Wait, I, what's NTR? Uh, I don't even know what Nito Tare or whatever. It's a particular fetish where you watch other people have sex. Oh it's it's basically a voyeurist kind of thing. So if that's the case, I think NTR specifically gets into like infidelity as well sure
0: but like if that's what the show is doing it does not make that clear and this is like where the show gets i think it makes
2: it pretty clear because sitting outside the room and masturbating to someone else having sex is pretty obviously voyeuristic
0: i think you are okay wait wait i agree that masturbating to someone having sex is voyeuristic but i think you are placing your understanding of kinks onto a show that doesn't understand kinks
2: no i think it understands it perfectly well that is a fan service scene that scene is only there to make the viewer horny right yeah that and they're using that kink as a weapon
0: right okay i agree with that i'm saying the reason why the scene is so offensive to me is because it is literally only there for fan service it doesn't forward the plot so like and it doesn't forward his character growth like is right. like it, it it rolls it back. You could anything. have, you could have like, let's, let's say this scene, this scene is something that could have been better. He was walking by her room by chance no, and her door was accidentally cracked and he saw her masturbating to the sound of them. I'm not but saying why? that's
2: what? Well, but like, so like it's, it's so fan servicey that you can cut it out and nothing changes. So like you don't rewrite the scene to be like, oh, it's better because she's not outside the door. That really doesn't have anything to do with it. The, He. this scene only exists to make the viewer horny, and that is how the camera treats it. It treats it as sexy. The version of this that makes it better is one in which it doesn't treat it as sexy, but there's almost no way to do that because the scene, every single piece of the scene is designed to be a kink. What? So, like, it's it's just, there's nothing you can do. Just cut it. Just cut
0: it. Yeah, I agree. I would prefer the scene just not be there. I feel like I'm getting lost in the whole kink conversation. I don't want the scene to be there.
2: yeah, I the, the, sheen, the scene the scene should not be there because not only that, it's never expressed that that's his particular thing. Yeah, it's exactly. never expressed that it's her particular yeah, thing. Yeah, and that's what I was it's talking about. It dropped instantly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. It's what you're talking about is that it doesn't have any pertinence it, to the story. Correct, and that, and that is another factor. Yeah, and that's and that's a problem. So, like, technically that, speaking, the parents boning and moaning also has no real pertinence to the story, but it at least isn't treated as sexy by the camera, so you can you can chalk it up to. The, the world is sexy, and we're supposed to be seeing how the character responds to it, even though they don't do that anyway. Part of the reason why I don't
0: mind the the parents boning, and this is, this is like an overarching thing between the parents, is the parents have a pretty good relationship. Like, they argue yeah, but occasionally, that's, but that's then they make like, up, and they, like...
2: No, no, it's fine. It's fine. But, like, at the end of the day, you can cut it, and nothing changes.
0: Well... I get it. I'm just saying that so like if, from, we're, if from, we're from in a, a sexy writing world. perspective.
2: No, no, I know it. But from a writing perspective, every scene you have, like it's a fucking anime. Every single second of visual and audio like feed is expensive. Sure. You shouldn't be wasting time on something that you can just get rid of. Personally, Uh, I don't think you can get rid of them moaning.
0: I I personally, I think that the moaning adds to the fact that he needs to understand that there is a relationship that can exist that is both loving in like the platonic way as well as the sexual. That's nice,
2: but I think that's how we would interpret it. But it's very clear that that is not how the character interprets it.
0: Yeah, I know that's because he's still a perv. I'm saying that it will be a they will become role models for him, is my point
2: maybe that's a that's relying on a competence of the director that I do not have
0: yeah I mean right now I'm basically doing the um uh rent a girlfriend thing that you did like this is my I hope they do that thing
2: It, it could be used so we're we're okay with it I doubt that it will be because this anime has lost my confidence in that ability but like theoretically this is something you could leave in correct I don't know why they don't have a payoff for it at least in some way in that scene or in that episode, it just makes it seem like sloppy writing at the very least. That I could but agree with. But whatever. That. Yeah. Because it might be something that's accidentally left over. The tightness of the trauma one is is so much better. And then they just drop it. So it's like there's this weird level of competence when it comes to being sexy and a huge incompetence when it comes to character writing that, you know, paints a picture of a director that is only putting these scenes in there to entertain and titillate the viewer. And it has no, it's not set up for anything. As much as we might want to imagine a scenario in which the parents' relationship is used as a, as a good model for uh, a perv who needs to reform, I don't think they're going to do it that way. I think that the parents are going to be used for a lot of other things that really have nothing to do with their healthy relationship because, I so mean, I, to, I, co- I, to quote someone else, I think the, uh, the director thinks that the parents' fucking is just horny. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I think that he doesn't see their relationship as any more healthy than the main character's relationship with a hentai.
0: The reason why I agree with you is because the example that we're about to talk about in episode three is not tied to the rest of the anime, and I think that the anime creators believe it is tied to the rest of the anime. Yeah. And that is what would cause me to not have faith in the anime runners, the showrunners, whatever. To make the like sex scene stuff connect to what is actually going on with the main character, so let's skip to episode three. Episode three, good. he goes outside, um, and he basically he's like eight, eight, I think, yeah, whatever. Now eight years old, yeah, something like that. And um, he's got like a new magical book, and basically they're like, listen, you need to like learn to how you know, kind of to be on your own, not like live on your own, but like you need to start being independent, whatever. So he's on the road and he runs into a bunch of the villagers that are picking on this young boy. And this young boy uh, turns out to be an elf, and basically, uh, MC whoops their ass using like water magic. They don't get like super duper hurt, but like they get hurt enough that it's not like a splash of water. So they're like, T- "We'll fuck this somehow."
2: Oh yeah, he gets a black eye. Yeah,
1: gets a black
0: eye. As
2: far as we see, all that happens is he splashes the black eye
1: The black is not from the water, guys. That's that was a frame job. Did you not pick up on that? I
0: assumed it was just from the water.
1: No, it was a frame job. It clearly was a frame job. It was even set up later as a frame job when he kept saying, Yeah, like I kept stopping the bullies, and this lady kept in saying that he was injured in a way crazy way. That's oh, not what yeah. Guy was yeah. Out to do. Oh,
2: yeah. I forgot. Like, about clearly that. It clearly was a frame uh, job. Yeah, he, like-
1: he hit them with a splash of water. Yeah. And that bully, the big guy, the bully that came back with the black eye. Just probably ran did his... Did not get hit, his, I don't believe. Yeah, either don't
2: punched think. himself or yeah. had someone else do yeah. it so that his mom... Yeah, exactly,
1: doing... so that he could blame them. Okay. Yes, that was I the mean, whole I mean, for boy.
0: the record, yep. I can believe that water can give a person a black eye considering water can also literally cut a tree in half.
1: Well, yeah, but he wasn't throwing it that hard. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, just yeah. using yeah. it as a, as a deterrent. Yeah, it's taking more wrong away from the main <laughs> character. Oh,
2: <laughs> it's, again, painting bullies as, like, insane in their... You know their desire to be a bully. But, uh, you know, true, whatever. but
0: I-, I will say it matches sort of his experience with bullies. So like that's at least a decent callback. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: It's fine. It's fine. If that's what they're going for, it makes sense because at the very least, the bullies here are just as bad as the bullies then. Yeah. Namely, apparently, you know, fucking mass murderers.
0: But whatever. He stands up to these bullies, and he basically. Eighties
2: yeah, movies have the same fucking problem. Yes, like, they do. Yes, the 80s movies are like every bully is a, a legitimate murderer. I was like, okay, how does this shit work? Yeah, how does this fly? He's carrying around a knife and he's threatening people in broad daylight.
1: <laughs> he threatened me in front of a teacher and the teacher did nothing. Yeah. Are you serious? What the f- the teacher's like, right I now? suck it up. The, the
2: teacher pulls out his <laughs> own
1: hey, knife. Hey, teach, he's shanking me in the stomach yeah. <laughs> right now. Man, what the fuck, dude? Are you being stabbed to death?
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. He walks up and is like, Jimmy, don't forget to carry the two. And he like wraps the intestines around your own
1: neck. Yeah, he, he's choking me out with my own small intestine. Yeah, and everybody
2: loves him for some reason, <laughs> despite the fact that he's an asshole to everyone around yeah. him. He has this like cabal of people who follow him. Who he treats like shit. Like what? I don't understand.
0: He's so
1: popular.
2: Yeah, why? He's ugly as fuck, and he's an asshole to everyone, including the people he's supposedly dating uh, and friends with. They're,
1: they're afraid to not like him. Yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> what what he gonna do to them?
2: He's a, a cult of personality. If you don't like him, he'll stab you. <laughs> And he's got the whole fucking school. He's threatened the entire yeah. school.
1: I mean, you saw every what he did teacher is like, I, He's got a knife. He's he's taking the dean's lunch right out from under
2: him. That's, that's what do. I would to An 80s movie villain who bullies every single adult in the exact same oh, way that I do he bullies that. children. That's, that's, that's so good. That's fucking great. Like, ah, like a teacher like comes, that, in, he's um, like, "Oh, could you? What do you think you're doing, young man? That's a knife." He's like, "Shut the fuck up, old man! I'll cut your <laughs> dick off and chop it down your throat." He's like, oh my god! Um, uh, please carry on. I didn't see anything.
1: It's like uh, I don't know if you guys ever the old the old show Hey Arnold. Uh there was the one scene where they were bullying the new teacher and Harold the big like fat bully guy just walks up and starts eating his lunch in front of him <laughs> and he's like please don't do that to me. <laughs> that's that's
2: just fucking amazing. See
1: I, I... And he's like laughing while he's doing it. He's like shoving it down his throat and laughing at the teacher. <laughs> like he's a child.
2: Uh... Just push him over.
0: <laughs> I had I had like the exact opposite of ex- uh, experience of this in junior high where I had this English teacher Who uh, He was, like, really persnickety about, like, making sure you spelled things, like, a lot and, like, with a space in the middle. And I was like, oh, this guy's, like, whatever. He seems, like, fine. Like, whatever. He's an English teacher. And uh, then there was a fight one day. And he runs out and he takes his beer belly and breaks up the fight with it and grabs one of the kids, like, underneath one of the arms and just throws him into the locker, like, two or three feet away. Just, like, fucking yeets this kid. And I was like, Jesus Christ! Like, you can fucking move like he was out the door That's... in like a second flat.
2: He's schmovin'.
0: Yeah, I mean it was Happy great feet. too because he
2: had a big beer belly. All right, whatever. So yeah, back on episode bullying three, bullying extreme.
0: All right, so they they saved the little uh, they saved the elf the uh, the little boy that was getting beat up, um, and the two kind of become friends. Like they he sort of like cleans him up and uh, like washes him off with water, and then uses like heated wind magic to like dry his hair, which I thought was like a fun little thing. Um... They get along pretty well. They hang out. Um, he goes home and is like explained to his dad that, you know, he made a friend. And then his dad's like, hey, why'd you beat up those like villager kids? And he's like, uh, no, the what? And um, basically, the dad explains that, you know, little Tommy's mother showed up and he had a black eye. And this is what Mike was just saying. And, you know, the petty noble, his dad, is like, okay, look, you know, I, I will discipline my son. He should have never done this. Like, he went too far clearly. And, um, the dad, as a well, as his son, as MC is trying to explain himself, like what happened. The dad just like open palm slaps him, and um, it sort of comes <laughs> out of nowhere. But like it, it only comes out of nowhere because up until now the relationship between the father and son has been pretty good. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of a another kind of a Another piece, term.
2: which the main character brings up in, like, two seconds. He does, yeah. Another piece they of evidence you. that the parents aren't going to be used as an example of a healthy relationship.
0: I disagree. I think that what happens after this is showing that they, like, managed to work through yeah, things.
2: Yeah, but, like do they work through it or does the dad get like kind of almost depressed with how I mean I would be depressed
0: like I, I would say that's a no, good I get moment it.
2: I get it but like it, it is a good moment it's just one in which I don't think meshes very well with the theory that they're going to be like a good piece of his upbringing you know what I mean because like I, uh... in that instance he as an adult was ahead of them that would that was in a lot of ways the purpose of that wait, scene wait, wait, to show that he wait. is actually an adult in a child's body he is not just he's not going to get slapped by his dad and cry because he's a little kid. He's not, he's, he's a little bit stronger than a child would be in this situation. And like a child wouldn't have the balls to do some shit like that because their whole world, their parents would have been, you know, these overwhelmingly powerful figures who you couldn't question.
0: Yeah. He doesn't have
2: that, that because he's a child, he's not a child. Sure. So like he uses his, his strength and his uh, his intelligence as a fully formed adult yeah. to basically outwit and shame his dad, and it only works because he's an adult. But like if if their if their relationship was supposed to be one of mutual growth and help, I don't think that's how at least I would have made that scene go. Because it wasn't a scene in which he talks it out with his dad. It's a scene in which he shames his dad and ridicules his dad for being such an ignorant idiot. I, and then yeah. his dad slumps away into the corner to be like, "Oh my god, I am a fucking idiot," I, which is growth. But if they're they're these independent worlds that they're not really meshing together.
0: I agree with that. At the very I think least, in possible. this
2: episode, they didn't reconcile. And if yeah, that had if happened, they had, yeah, yes, they maybe. reconciled,
0: it would be for sure that I'd be right. I think, but they didn't. Yeah, but it
2: didn't happen.
0: So yeah, just to, just to flesh out the conversation that happens between the two. Basically, the son, after getting slapped, is like, so you're just going to hit me before you even like hear the reason why I did it. And the dad's like, yeah, it would be excuses. And he's like, Oh, so it's an excuse. Like how I protected the kid from bullies. That's an excuse. Next time I'll join in with the bullies. Like, you know, would that reflect well on the family name, which like the family name thing came up early in the episode to be like, reflect well on your yeah. family name, blah, yeah. blah, blah, set up,
2: set up and paid off, set off and pay A off. Good example good. of that. Yeah. And, um, everything should be that again. And- it's like, if you have tight writing, Everything is a setup. Everything is a payoff. There's no, there's no fat. Agreed. You, you, whenever you're writing, you want to cram as much like real detail, real conversations, real information into every single scene that you possibly can, both <gasps> like visually yeah, like, and and in speaking.
0: Yeah. I mean, give us a reason to like watch or read the you know
2: your media, right? Yeah. So, yeah. You you want people to be paying attention. So anyway, you have to give them a reason to do so.
0: He logically works himself out of this conversation, and it is a little bit of the, like, anime big brain glass push-up. But for the most part, it's just a 34-year-old taking advantage of the fact that he is talking to someone probably only a few years his senior mentally that was not prepared to have that level of a conversation with an eight-year-old.
2: and yeah, he wanted to slap a kid and end the conversation and assert his dominance as a father figure. And he does say he did that, He not expect... Him. Yeah, he says it, and yeah. he, he feels bad about it in, like, 10 minutes. But, like, the idea is that... He didn't see his son as anything more than an extension of himself with no autonomy. So he treated him like such. And then when the kid calls him out on it, he's like, oh, fuck, that makes me a shithead. Yeah. And And he's right. It does make you a shithead.
0: Yeah, it does. And like the dad, too, was kind of like, I mean, and as usual, parents are imperfect creatures, right? Um, Because, you know, we all are. And the dad yeah, like yeah. even said to like I was hoping I could discipline my son to like check his ego because he's clearly very good at what he does and I don't want him to like get full of himself. But yeah, then, in a like, way, he's jealous. Oh yeah, no, no, he's definitely jealous, 100. Um, percent So anyway, the important part about this scene is that like it ends and the dad sulks off. And the the thing that I think should have happened, and this is where if Jay is and en- gonna end up about uh, going to end up being right about the parents not being like a good role model is the fact that when the dad realizes he was an asshole, he should have went and apologized to his son. Cuz he was yeah. wrong and he realizes he's wrong, but because he doesn't, it makes it possible that like they're going to have a bad relationship.
2: And what he's supposed to be realizing is that his son is an independent entity that yeah. needs to be treated with respect. By not apologizing, you are not you are not realizing the lesson. Because an apology would be the show of respect that would reconcile the wrong. Yes. By not apologizing to him, he sees it as just a chastisement that he will either learn from independently or, you know, um, actually grow to resent.
0: Yeah, I mean, you and could that see he, he
2: will coming. resent his son for being smarter than him and stronger than him. And he will eventually be like, well, my son's. You know, I can't discipline him because he's just too good. So now I feel like a piece of shit. And then when I start to get down in the dumps about my self image, I'm going to project all my hatred onto my son who made me feel that way.
0: So this is
2: contrasted with a good moment.
0: Well, sorry. If you were
2: smart, that's how that would go. But, you know.
0: (laughs) Sure, sure. But um, there's the second half of this episode is shared between, again, the uh, MC and the green haired uh, elf boy. They're hanging out, and um, basically it starts raining, and they need to run home. And uh, the little green-haired elf boy—they like the day they share is him learning a magical spell, but casting it without using the incantation. And like, it's clearly like a bonding moment. They're having a good day. Starts raining. They go home, and basically the parents are like, you know, you need to go like go take a bath, essentially. Um, So they draw up water, and um, the uh, MC just gets like totally naked. And is like, okay, hey, like, hop in with me. And green-haired little boy is like, I don't want to be naked. I'm not going to do this. And um, the uh, MC is like, it's not a big deal. Like, have you not ever, like, bathed before? Like, you have to get naked to bathe. And fast forward to him, like, effectively stripping the young boy down to what is very evidently bloomers. And that's whenever, like, the young boy is now clutching his chest, specifically over his nipples and is like, I'm not doing this, and pretty much fully shuts down. MC pretends that he is going to let the subject die, and is like, okay, whatever, just wear your bloomers, but like you have to take a bath. So he, hop- he goes to hop in, but then turns around on the dime and pulls down the bloomers when it's revealed that the green-haired elf little boy is actually a green-haired elf little girl. and Big fucking surprise
2: Yeah, nobody saw it coming. And this is another one of those instances where he's just acting like a child for no reason.
0: Uh, a 34-year-old yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: man should understand yeah. a lot of the signs that were being shown to him. And I guess the, the point is that he is like a child in his understanding of sexuality because he's such a fucking shut-in. But then again, there's this incongruency with the resolution where his, he doesn't seem to grow to understand that he continues to act like a child when he later runs back down to apologize and has a moment with his dad who again in case we forgot um, was beamed down like a fucking moron by that same child
0: true and this is a this is the kind of the moment i wanted to get at is that the basically the okay there's one one point we have to address which is jw already said it he acts like a kid for this part like straight up just acts like an 8 year
2: old and yeah, again like he doesn't know what boobs are like when some like when you take off when you fucking forcefully strip a woman and she's covering her nipples Like, no, don't fucking pretend to me that a 34-year-old man doesn't know what that means. He's like, oh, it's just a guy doing that. No. You know full fucking well what that is. You've watched at least a thousand hentais featuring that exact pose.
1: Yeah, that. yep. Yeah. yeah. No. And uh, I, bullshit. I, I don't
2: I buy that, it for a second.
1: It doesn't matter how much of a neat you are if you've watched that sort of material and that's what you get off to. Like, you have to at least understand the science from that. Like, he got his sexual education. He even admits that. He's like, oh, like I've I've seen. As soon as he like, as soon as he drops her bloomers, he's like, whoa, like I I remember seeing this in the many like, you know, hentai's and and adult films I've watched and yada yada. I was yeah. like, okay, well, how do you? You can't you can't have it both ways. You can't have seen lots of those things where the signs would have been clear but also not know what the signs also, are. You just yeah. you can't be Just to, to be
0: clear on that like very specific thing he's referring to this little girl's pussy. This little girl's yeah. vagina. Yeah. Jesus. And it's like I have seen this in so many like, you know, uh yeah. damn it, whatever like, you know, before. Yeah. And yeah. like I've never actually seen it seen it. And I'm the like hey, he's still 34.
2: Part... Yeah, the, the most disgusting yeah. part is that when you gear it like that, and you understand that incongruency, the scene suddenly starts to seem like fan service, and that is exactly the kind of shit that should get you thrown in prison. Yeah,
0: This like, yeah. Th- this,
2: this, this this is not a scene that should be fan service. And the camera doesn't really treat it as sexy. No, but it, the, the camera does an okay is, job. The camera does an okay job, but the problem is is that when the ultimate resolution is he still doesn't under really seem to understand and then they chalk it up to, like it's so it's so pathetically apologized for. It's Wait, setting part? this up. So well, specifically when he apologizes downstairs, which you technically haven't gone to. Yeah, well, like, yeah. Here, so, let's let's just wrap to that. Real yeah, quick. we'll go through that. Yeah. So,
0: um, basically, um, he's like kind of in shell shock, I guess, because he saw an eight-year-old's, you know, vagina. And then also because he re- like the character does legitimately understand he did something wrong, but like because he's acting like an eight year old, but, but he
2: understands it as a child, exactly. Not as an adult. Like
0: he doesn't have the thirty four year old maturity. Apparently, in this moment, he doesn't have that to understand what exactly he did wrong. He just yeah. understands suddenly he did all something he understands
2: wrong. is that she's upset and it's his fault. Correct. And, That's like yeah. that, it, like a child. Like, like all they like understand is that something was wrong. Yep. and I did it. I just don't understand why or how, I don't know how to navigate the situation. That's how a child acts. Yes. Not how a thirty four year old man acts.
0: And basically he talks to his dad and his dad is like, Well, why did you do it? And he was like, Well, I you know,
2: I actually what what was the answer? He he says it was a mistake.
0: Yeah, okay, all right, okay. Which is bullshit, but and, Whatever. And his that's dad, his excuse. Well, it was a mistake that he assumed the wrong gender. Yeah, yeah that's guess, what I mean. Yeah. Like he
2: doesn't—he doesn't address the fact that forcefully undressing them was the mistake.
0: Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. So because
2: you don't do that to anybody, regardless. Correct. True. Yes, very correct.
0: Very so um, he,
2: as a 34-year-old man, he is demonstrating that he doesn't understand that.
0: Yes, definitely true. Which is I- impossible. So, anyway, considering
2: considering that he was a man who was forcefully stripped.
1: That's a very good yeah. point. Yeah, true, that, yeah. Like,
2: there's really, there's no, there's no understanding here? uh, No moral quandaries going on? It's shit like that that makes me think that this was made for fan service, and that disgusts me to my core. You
0: know, another thing, too, with that, Jay, is if this episode had come as episode two, like, ignore the gate thing. Uh, I'm just saying, like, Mm -hmm. if we had gotten the reveal that he had been sexually assaulted and, like, you know, exploited for, you know, literally pictures for his limp dick or whatever. If we had had that reveal about his backstory before, or excuse me, uh, uh, after this episode rather, or even during this episode, then maybe we could like have some kind of resolution on it to explain. Yeah.
2: Maybe you could have worked with it, but it's not worked with.
0: Right. Yeah. Because like we have already had the resolution to him being sexually assaulted, but then he turns around and sexually assaults someone like regardless if it's male or female, Mm -hmm. he's still doing it. Um, yeah, it doesn't and matter. according to him, it's understand. okay because it's you know he thought it was a dude.
2: Yeah, big fucking surprise and reality check for a lot of people. That is how a lot of bullies actually act.
0: Yes, that is true. Yes, most bullies are friends or friends of friends, and they do things in private. Yeah, it is there not. They're people a who thing. at
2: least act like your friend a good bit of the time, and then they treat you like shit or abuse yeah. you. Yeah, and then there occasionally mm-hmm. are people who you know don't act like your friend ever. But they're pretty few and far between, and they tend to get called out very quickly. Yeah, the 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 high school bully who's like actually trying to threaten you with a knife, he doesn't make it long before someone catches him and throws him in juvie. Right, people who tie you to the fucking uh, front gate naked, like they th- that doesn't happen. If it does, it's one or two people. And they don't—they don't really get to do it again. It's still traumatic. It still can happen. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like the systematic kind that you get. The systematic kind is the shit that people can fly under the radar because they know how to do it. I mean, it's—it's it's literally like And This is exactly one of those things. This is literally a locker room scene yes. that you could put in a movie and it would be fucking mortifying.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, totally. And the the viewer is expected to just gloss over this shit because again, you haven't gotten to the apology yet. But like, the girl just just gets over it. Yeah, so
0: there's two different scenes where he talks to his dad. The first one is basically his dad is like, "Well, what did you do wrong?" And because they don't talk about it enough, his son, again for some reason, acting exactly like an eight-year-old, not a thirty-four-year-old, is like, "I made a mistake." And it's his dad probably assumes he made a mistake about you know dragging the bloomers down, but you know MC is like, "I made a mistake concerning whether you're a male or female."
2: So the dad doesn't even really seem to understand that that's the mistake. Uh, I don't no, remember well no, enough.
1: I, I, I mostly I mostly disagree because with that he, only a little bit. Only because he seems a little. Well, I don't know. His dad was he shocked. doesn't was seem say, to the treat the it only with kind He deserves the only scene that kind of goes against that is like when he does the yeah. apology and his dad like basically calls his son an idiot because his son just talks about how. You know, her hair was short. I thought you were a dude, yeah, I, but maybe you're right. Maybe he was the, more like. Yeah. that's kind of a dumb thing to say. I, think, I, I don't I know. I think
2: the follow up that specific scene where he's like, "Oh, my son just really doesn't get it." I think that's regarding the fact that in his apology, he quote unquote insulted her.
1: Yeah, I could see by that. saying yeah. she
2: looked like a man. Like he's like, "Oh, that. he well, said it all saying, wrong." Yeah, that's kind
1: of what. Yeah, and to that mind. is not no, I, the point. No, agree. Yeah.
0: So there's a second apology as well, where basically, um. Uh, we're now. What, what did we call her before? She had a, they had a name. I, it is she, but they were calling her he. Is why I said that.
1: But yeah. Oh, so they they Syl- called Sylphie, her Sylph, Sylph and then it was Silviette. Yeah.
0: So Silviette basically disappears for like a couple of days or so, and he's talking to his dad again. Basically, as an eight year old, not a thirty four year old, and is like, you know, she's been distant, and you know, I know I fucked up, but like, you know, I I don't want her to be gone forever. And his dad says, like, well, listen, just expose your – like, be honest with your feelings. People will generally treat you better if you are, like, exposing yourself and making yourself vulnerable to, like, apologize. Explain where yeah, you're coming from. Some genuinely good like, advice. Yeah, this was good. This was genuinely good.
2: Yeah, he, We went over it, too, when we were watching it. He frames it like – if you want to pick up chicks, you got to be vulnerable. Yeah. It starts and off bad. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not the framing. It's is bad. still good advice because at the end of the day, like he uses that kind of sexist flag of if you want to pick up chicks, it's not the worst thing in the world because he's talking specifically about a person he might be like, oh, my, my son likes this girl. He You know, you want to have a good relationship. It's. The, the issue is that when the when the advice is that genuine, it's hard to imagine that he is misogynistic when he talks about picking up chicks. At the end of the day, like dating, is picking up chicks, quote unquote. Like you you go around to people you don't know and you get to know them and you try to develop a relationship. It the the reason that the phrase picking up chicks is demeaning is that it makes it sound like you're just buying something from the fucking grocery store. And to be clear, he doesn't even say the phrase "picking up chicks." I think he just says like, "if you want to get get in good with women," and it's
0: yeah, like, it's it's something it, stereotypical like that. But it then
2: really the, rides the line. And it, it sounds I'm like he's to give him the benefit may. of the doubt here, and only here because his advice is actually good, and is antithetical. To the sexist overtone that he uses two seconds before that.
0: Agree, and it, like the 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 thing that he basically gets at is saying you have to respect someone enough to like be honest with yeah. them. You have to be to vulnerable. Act normal. Yeah. You have to be vulnerable with them, and like yeah. he, that's he doesn't he doesn't good. sell <laughs> it
2: like you got to pretend to be something you're not. He doesn't phrase it that way. He doesn't give advice that you need to pretend to be soft or pretend to be yeah. emotional. He says show them who you are, be real, and be honest. And they will respond in kind. And that is that was it. Yeah. good advice. This is the one time where I think maybe they could be a source of like growth for the main character.
0: Yeah, it's possible. And uh, the, the unfortunate possible. thing is, though, that he turns around, and M- MC turns around, and Sylphiette is right there. and yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah.
2: Sylphiette is right there, and as much as that advice is good, it's coming after what should be a traumatic experience. The girl doesn't fucking care. Like, she responds just as badly to the quote unquote insult of you had short hair i thought you were a boy as the fucking sexual assault that occurred before that like the, and the and the show treats what he did the main character did as like that level of bad like oh honest mistake again like forgetting or ignoring the fact that that's a 34 year old man conveniently like this is a fucking shitty thing that you did your apology is half-hearted and but still genuinely accepted for some fucking reason. And then they just try to, they try to fucking shift gears into this cutesy like romance development. That's fucking gross. Yeah. The, it's, the, it's the seriousness gross. of the action is never addressed. It is vehemently ignored because it's just an excuse. And, like and it, it just like the fucking parents, ma- uh, parents fucking and the, the mentor of masturbating It's supposed to like, I genuinely think that that scene was supposed to be at least a little bit sexy, and they were just trying to toe the line. And then the way they resolve it, like drop it and just try to weasel around it, means that I think they don't even really care that it's indicative of his weakness as a human being. Like, they don't fucking care.
0: I mean, I think about his character development. Something I think we're kind of inadvertently dancing around is if you want to pay this character off as understanding that he has made, like, mistakes that leave people feeling, you know, extremely vulnerable or, you know, treating women as if they are prey or treating them as if they're objects, you need to have, like, him pay for his, like, creating victims, like you can't. He, he at
2: least needs to the, the situation at least needs to be acknowledged by the the world that he inhabits as serious. Yeah, exactly. Like it because you can't... even if it's set up, even if it's just set up, that girl needs to like hold on to this. Uh, Correct. This event. Yeah, you're and right. She needs to use it like narratively. It needs to be used as a as an arc path. He needs to come to terms with what he did and why it's wrong. Even if it doesn't happen in that episode, it needs to be clear that this is a path that we're walking down, one, in the future, and two, it needs to be clear that the world itself acknowledges it for the seriousness that it deserves. Yeah, And it doesn't do any of those things.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and just to be clear on this, too this is not us encouraging that we want people to be wounded in order to show these stories or something. It's just if you're yeah. going to touch on a story as serious as someone that like an incel preying on women or assuming that all women are objects for him to like literally have sex with, then there is more fixing that needs to happen than just him assaulting some other person, even if he assumes they're male, and then that person getting over it And then they end up dating or they end up being, like, sexually okay together. That is not enough. And it's not enough – it's, like, offensive that it pretends that it is. So I hope that episode four that, like, she is not just magically over it. But the – I I just don't think we're going to get that. She already appears to
2: be magically over it. Yeah, Yeah, I assume she will. It already seems like it's too late.
0: Yeah. Again, I don't – this – I don't want this to come across as like we want to see people in pain because it's not about it. They no, no, no. chose they, the fucking topic. They wrote topic. a
2: check. They wrote a check exactly. and their ass has to cash it. Yeah, exactly. And if they're going to cash it poorly, if that check fucking bounces, I'm coming. Yeah, like You sure. don't get to make a show about shit this dark unless you are fully prepared to deal with it with the seriousness it deserves. Yeah, agreed. It's, it's just like BNA. Yeah. like You don't get to just make a, a, a cutesy little fucking show about race politics.
0: See, like, you like, know, if a you're going to make something show... about
2: fucking race, you got to be serious about it. You got to actually address it. And you got to you got to put some fucking care into the you got to tiptoe when you're walking around this shit, because if you fuck up, it comes off as the opposite. Yeah, agree.
0: You know, a different version of this show, too, is if he reincarnated and didn't have any of his memories from before. And then
2: that well, kind they, of that's moment... not that's never how that works, because Isekai is about. no, I know, I know. But yeah I, yeah, I, I, I ignore the east sky that's the, the one part thing part that will never happen.
0: Yeah just ignore the east sky part. The, the only reason why I'm bringing this up is to say that like if you had that scene where they are both legitimately 8-year-olds and that he just did not understand what was going on because he didn't have the real-world experience and he wasn't preying on a person and he didn't understand social norms yet because he was a young child that's recoverable. That's something I've seen in other media
2: because yeah. children
0: need to be taught things. They need to understand things. That's just yeah, like yeah, no. a social it, if norm. If that
2: was if that was really a child, I might get it. Yeah, exactly. It's not. And, and the point not, yes. of the show is that it's not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and because like, it's who, not, who, it's a problem. Who, what fucking scene do you think you're writing? Yeah, God. it's it's just.
0: And yeah, so we mentioned yeah, this earlier, gross. and I we're like getting long in the tooth on this one, so I don't want to go too much longer on it. But way yeah. earlier, we were talking about like you know. The, uh, shit, what's the prestige thing again? The turn, prestige... The the, the, the pledge, pledge, the
2: turn, and the prestige. So, pledge,
0: turn, prestige. Sir. So the lessons that we walk away with from episode three, in my opinion, are not related to the episodes of one and two. And there's one big thing that makes that happen, is that he assumed this little boy, or this little girl, was a little boy. Like, there's... He wasn't... Like, he was sexually assaulting this little boy, for sure. But the entire time yeah, in his head, yeah. he did not think of it that way. He was not preying on this person. He like because he was acting like an eight year old, and we had no window into his mind. Like if we are being told that this guy is a neat to the point where he wants to like be in cell and preying on women to like on that level, then th- it's so weird that they chose to make this scene in the way they did for all the reasons we said, plus the fact that again he thought this was a little boy. It's it's so. This doesn't resolve his sexual um no. assaulty predatorness that we had
2: from the first two episodes. No. It reinforces it yeah. and the world apologizes for it.
0: Yep. Yeah. And and I again, agree. if you had this in a different show with a different moral that it was going for. Again, the whole 34 thing is a huge problem, but I we have to like separate the problems. Like if you could have something like this scene where it is him assuming it's a little boy and it's a little girl instead. There is something, there is a lesson there that's happened in many other shows before, like a yeah. lot. And, and you can work in that space. I don't know what you would want to do, but it's not about him treating women better because that it, it literally has nothing to do with it.
2: No, if you wanted this to be treated with the seriousness it deserves, it becomes an arc path. Yeah. The The Idiot. girl does not forgive him, and she wants nothing to do with him. He can have that same conversation with his dad, where she's like, hey, she's avoiding me. What the hell? Even as a 34-year-old man, he could theoretically have that conversation with his dad. And the dad will say, look, I mean, what you did was you really, up. really hurtful. Like, yeah. It's going to take a lot for that to ever come back. And it's not up to you whether or not she ever forgives you. And then you can you can do something with that. You can have them, like, run into each other, and he tries to apologize, and she tries to deal with it. Because she's a child, too. Like, she's not going to have the, like, the mental capacity to really engage with this properly either. So it could be, at the end of the day, that they still, like, reconcile relatively quickly. Yeah. Well, if but they're both eight. The, the world needs to treat this seriously. And it doesn't that is the key factor that really shifts this. Like that is the tiny little, theoretically tiny little fuck up that swings this from good character growth and development to absolute ridicule, like disgusting trash.
0: Yeah. And again, just to reinforce the other point, like not only is this offensive because of like his age difference and because the world doesn't address that at all. It's also just not resolving character because again, that scenario has nothing to do with how he treats
2: women. Like yeah, he doesn't—he doesn't even grow. Even he doesn't even grow as a person.
0: Well, he might. Okay, he might grow as a person, but thematically, no, like, it has he reconciles
2: no... the friendship, but like he doesn't—he doesn't grow as a person because he never once acknowledges what he really did is wrong.
0: Oh! 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 Okay, that I you know what I mean. Like,
2: yes. like even even in the basic, most basic bitch like interpretation of this, as this is supposed to be a character growth moment, he doesn't grow.
0: Yeah, I do agree with that because apology number one was a total failure, and he didn't understand why it was wrong. Yeah, and there he technically doesn't, he doesn't was even no understand
2: too. Like, no, there wasn't. There wasn't. He yep. never apologized for what he did.
0: Yeah, it's basically just him looking at uh, Sylphiette yeah. and being like, "I will be more real," and she's just like, yeah. water into the bridge. I'm, no,
2: he literally basically walks up to her and says, "I'm sorry. It's your fault." <laughs> yeah, you tricked me yeah. into thinking you were a guy.
1: How dare you look yeah. like a guy when you're yeah, a what girl? The fuck? This is on your head. I'm
2: so sorry that you misled me. That's what his apology comes off. Oh,
1: as, the old congressional
2: appeal. Yeah, there you go.
0: Anyway, yeah, that's that's yeah, that let's one. Let's
2: move on to the next one.
0: I just as a capper on this, like better than I expected it to be. Still has a shitload of problems. Uh, better than most of the rapey anime we watch.
2: Yeah, I'm glad it tries. I am not glad it completely fails to even understand what it's trying to step in.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I'll take that. Good way to yeah, put I'll, it. Yeah. That's
2: good. Good way to put it. All
0: right. Let's have some yeah. fun. Let's talk about the right. other one. <laughs> <Yay>. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: That, <laughs> that brings us on to our less serious. In fact, it would say zero serious topics in it whatsoever. Scar on the prey tier. Jay, take it away.
2: Uh, I just want to say right now that neck, uh, fucking neck belts are very serious. Net uh, uh, autoerotic friends. asphyxiation <laughs> kills hundreds of people a year. <laughs> so, Scar and the Praetor is uh, by the people who did Handshakers, and it is abundantly clear that it's by the people who did Handshakers because if you ever watched Handshakers, Handshakers was a existential nightmare of I don't know or care how to write a story. I want to co- I want to draw cool pictures. Yeah. Handshakers, was, uh... for those of you who don't know, is about a little boy who gets superpowers as long as he's holding hands with another little girl. Wait, that's
0: that's uh, like uh, that's like Menace from uh, Ooh, from
2: Teen man. Titans. Unfortunately, it's not the only time I've seen that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but basically, it, that plot has very little to do with why anyone would even watch Handshakers because Handshakers has some really trippy environment design. Some bizarre use of 3D CGI, and some of the wonkiest camera angles and movements I've ever seen, um, and a very huge romanticism with a lens flare. Yeah, there's a lot of lens flares. Luckily, that's not in *Scar on the Praetor. But no, oh, luckily. Wait, no, hold on. So, there was a little shoo. bit.
1: Shoo. Yeah, but not uh, like not not on the same we, level. JW and I went through the first episode of *Handshakers*, and it counted think was one one scene that didn't have a lens flare in it. It's even. stylistic
2: it's disgusting it looks like a jj Abrams shot so um one of the one of the funny things that i i watched on youtube relatively recently was like a, a postmortem of berserk 2016 and there's a line in it where they're discussing 3d cg and they got a quote from a director and he says that there's a there's a problem that can happen sometimes where a 2d director gets his hands on 3d and he instantly forgets everything that he learned about directing 2d.
0: <laughs> no, that's that's dramatic.
2: Yeah, that's that's it's dramatic, but it's so it's 100% true in this instance. People, so one of the things that 3d uh, cg anime direction lets you do is it lets you do some really really creative camera angles because what you can do is you can actually create a 3D environment, put 3D models in it, and now have a 3D uh, camera represented in 3D space that you can move around. And that lets you do some really, really expensive-looking things very, very cheaply. So, like, say, for example, in Akira, where there's that shot where they're, like, panning up uh, Tetsuo's body as he's getting a CAT scan, and then it rotates around him, and he, like, spins in the air, and then it goes into a completely different, like, trippy scene. That shit's expensive, Because in order to make that flow, those are all just two-dimensional pictures that they're just slideshowing on top of each other. And in order to get those camera angles correct, like, the perspective has to be almost exact for every single frame from one to the other. And then you're, you're changing the perspective in every frame. So it's really hard to put together correctly. With a 3D camera, all that shit's gone. So... Going off of that that quote, the second the people at uh, Hands Studio, I guess it's called. Yeah, GoHands. Um, the second they yeah. got a yep, hold go of hands. a 3D camera, they're like, every shot's going to be like this this chase cam. <laughs> every shot's going to be like, it's going to be like mounted to the front of my 3D model. And he's going to be going at Mach 2 straight at you. It's it's fucking any
1: one of you that recommends doing two D, you're fired. I just want to let you know my, that you're out.
2: They, and they still do the basic bitch like two D pan shots over the JPEG, which two yeah, D people would do to save money, uh, where basically they draw a single frame, and then they just shrink the lens that you're looking at. And so while a character is talking, the only thing they have to animate is his lip flaps and maybe like a blink or a head shift. And then they'll just pan the camera from one corner of the JPEG to the other to make it look like the camera's doing something. But really, it's been one static image the entire fucking time. It's so transparently cheap that I don't know why anyone thinks anyone well, falls for it anymore. Maybe, maybe they're, become...
0: uh, the, if you take it away, we would notice,
2: you know? <laughs> it has to I, be well, there. Well, we do notice because they <laughs> took it away in handshakers 90% of the time. And what we are replaced with are these nauseating shots where. Like, oh my God, like, everything is moving so much, so fast. And even though the perspective is locked, like the ca- like imagine like there's a stick going from the main character to the camera. So like like the distance doesn't change because then they'd have to actually change how they drew their 3D model. Um, the, like everything, the, the world is moving around because the camera is fucking spinning. The guy is doing just like the most complicated aerobics of all fucking time and He's like doing all these complex motions that's still only in 30 FPS because they try to limit the FPS to make it look less nauseating. And you can't comprehend what's going on, ever. I don't know. It's that one, so uh, disgusting.
0: There's this one scene, I think it was in episode one, where they start shooting at one of the main characters and he runs at the people shooting at them and he runs for 10 <laughs> blocks.
1: And that one, I knew what was going on. I could follow that one just fine. And I yeah, love like, you know, that man that man's getting shot at from 10 feet away but when they zoom in on him it takes him 10 and a half minutes to get to his target so when he good. finally kills them I love like, it you watch I a
2: scene it. in Ruby at the very least when Ruby made an episode Monty Oom's shit was given the attention it deserved yeah so they would yeah. pull back the camera you'd see every motion the, the frame would stay a little bit static like they weren't trying to hide anything no Yeah, and yet, no, this they, were, camera, they were he was
1: actually trying to accent it he said yeah, he loved working he with wanted to whatever accentuate. that animation style yeah, was and he scenes. wanted
2: to show it off. So like, yeah. but when the, when Scar and the Praetor has a fight scene, there's jump cuts. Oh, jump yeah. cuts. Oh, yeah, jump oh. cuts are a crutch that modern movies, like modern real life filming movies, use to disguise the fact that they didn't have a single continuous fight scene. Yes. So like, there's that there's that super famous example of Liam Neeson in Taken going over a fence, and the jump there's like six jump cuts. Oh yeah, for this one right. mundane action. Oh my god. And all they're doing is they're trying to. Disguise the fact that Liam Neeson couldn't get over that fence in one take. That's that's what it's for. You it's know, a crutch. I think
0: one of my favorite reasons why um I, I'm not well, they, they had
2: to switch to a stunt double as he's climbing a fucking fence. I, uh, Liam Neeson's an old man.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah for sure. But uh, I'm not like a Marvel stan or anything. I just casually enjoy the movies. But Winter Soldier is probably one of my favorites because. Mo- There's a lot of action scenes in there that aren't nearly as jump cutty as most Marvel action scenes. Like the beginning scene where Captain America fights that um that one like French dude, that is a good action sequence. And, yeah. And is it like uh, by as the good way as that French Campbell? dude is
2: GSP? What's that? That French dude is George Saint Pierre. He's an MMA fighter. Oh, is he really? I had no idea. Probably one of the greatest of all time. Oh, that's so fucking cool. I had no idea. Yeah. Now, that's not who's doing the stunts, but (laughs) we'll have a different discussion on that.
0: Oh, well, bummer. (laughs) (laughs) uh,
2: At um, a certain point, when he's fighting that uh, French guy, because you're right, he is French, uh, French French-Canadian, um, uh, he does like a, a an axle jump, like one of those like standing trick things, and like, yeah, GSP can't fucking do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, how dare you! Like, GSP can do whatever he wants. He's an
2: immensely talented athlete. He d- cannot do a triple sal cow in the air off a single leg jump. Yeah, okay, okay? he ain't that fucking great.
0: <laughs> but but the point is though, it's a good scene, and there are jump cuts for sure. But yeah. it's not. It's by comparison they, to most. They shake the less.
2: camera to add impact, and they jump cut yeah. to like pick the best camera angle they can. Sure. Because there is a version of fight scenes where they look a little static and boring if the camera isn't moving and if you're not cutting to other angles. Yeah. You, you have to be very, you know, dare I say, artistic with it. What? Martin Scorsese. Uh, damn it, Martin Scorsese is coming Scor- for you. Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. 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 He's coming for you, though. So, like, this is the worst of every possible world. They're using jump cuts, which are typically a crutch in live action movie making, of which they're not doing. So they're just in there for no reason because they think it adds impact, but they don't know how to use it. They're using all these crazy camera pans because they can, but they're they're like nauseating, like they make me motion sick. And then at the same time as all of this, they're still anchoring the camera to the fucking model because they still gotta be cheap. And it's like everything has lining up to be the worst possible version. And honestly, I think that this shit is worse than Berserk twenty sixteen. It's just that Berserk twenty sixteen is Berserk. So naturally people are gonna hate on it a lot more because it's ruining something they actually like. Nobody gives a flying fuck for Scar on the Praetor. It's gonna live and die by its awful decisions.
0: Yeah, but you know what Berserk doesn't have?
2: Doesn't have Gunkata. Guns? Yeah,
0: you're right. That's right.
1: That first Gunkata. It just has sword gotta <gasps> the, the first Gunkata. And were they though, doing so
2: Gunkata? Good. I can't I can't even piece like a set three motions together like I, I i can't express to you how disgusting the camera motions oh, are. oh no ca- it's not good oh, because, but i had like, a lot of fun i can't it. despite the fact that it's a 3d model and you can do so much with that oh my I god i still have no idea what I, they're doing i just 99 realized 99 of the time
0: do you know who's controlling the camera the guy controlling the camera is the uh, the dude that Sorcerer Stabber Orphan is hitting like fourteen times with his elbows. Yeah.
1: He's just like, oh. <laughs> 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 he's like, no, no, don't hit me. I'm I'm shooting this other scene. What are you doing? Yeah, he's just all over the place. Uh,
2: well, yeah, that's oh that's, that's another God. great example of someone like trying to have a good fight scene, but just not understanding. No, like fundamentally, just they're like totally. Sorcerer Stabber. He does like fourteen moves right in a row. Cool. Uh, you know what impact is? It's this thing in fight scenes where moves have to look like they hurt, otherwise it just looks stupid. Uh, and when Sorcerer Stabber Ophan runs up to the guy in the span of less than half a second, hits him thirteen times. So good. Um, it looks dumb. Uh, he's got Especially like... when before he's even finished punching with his last move, you cut away to someone else in a static two D image where a guy goes, "I think we're under attack." Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hilarious.
0: Oh my god, that anime is amazing. I remember I had to like oh. slow down, or I actually weren't we watching Orphan together? I now that I think about it, no, no we didn't. No, nope. I just nope. love that scene so much. I I must have yeah, rewatched it like three or four times because ah, oh, it's a fantastic freaking <laughs> it, it, scene.
2: It, it's,
1: it, it's incredible. It's
2: one of those ones you frame on your wall. Like if I had the Harry <laughs> Potter, the Harry Potter moving pictures, like that's what mine would be.
1: Oh my god, I would do it too. That'd be
2: great. It's fucking amazing, man. Ah, uh, so um. I'll, I'll go over plot a little bit, but honestly, the plot is very stupid. Uh, yeah, um, the plot's... Yeah, well, and
1: also doesn't really progress all that no. much. I mean, just hit the main points. Because nothing, uh, yeah, in this, really...
2: yeah, nothing in this can be competent. What we're told is that this is a sort of post-apocalyptic world where, like, society is broken down. It's not made clear why or if yeah, anyone no, cares. I'll be honest. I was um, so bored with the plot. I don't remember half of it all that's clear is that law has broken down not like not why or how I don't know but in order for cities to be safe guys with magic tattoos that make them immune to bullets um, will run around town and presumably stop crime um I, I... the crime the only crime that we see is a paramilitary group who quote, is trying to move in on the territory.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea who these cats
1: are at I all. don't. They're called. Yeah, we don't the, know. They're called who Dusk. Oh, yeah, that's all we know. Right. They're called Dusk. Are I just they associated
2: don't with a government? Are they trying to make a government? Are they just like no? Bandit? They're not
1: part of the government because we're introduced to the government later. I yeah, guess sort of, but really a police force and then people who yeah. are out of jurisdiction of the police There's force. They're still
2: police and jurisdiction. I thought this was a lawless then, society. So like and what are the cops the wings doing?
1: of Artemis?
2: Yeah, well the cops yeah, apparently uh... think that the scarred guys are just as bad as Dusk, which doesn't make any sense cuz like oh they're vigilantes. But like society broke down, didn't it? Well apparently not.
0: Well, so you like, know wait 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 wait. You know how society broke down? You don't have like four different sizes for a macchiato at that little cozy cafe we go to all the time. Oh my god! You know, man. you know how we we uh, society's broken down. I can't get the penthouse on that top floor. I can only afford that two bedroom apartment with the uh, the stove with a uh, fan on top yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, and by the way, I want to point out in this broken society, everybody lives in a nicer apartment than I do. Oh my god, by far! Like it's it's in in a broken down city, everybody has the nicest interior of an apartment I've ever seen.
2: Every building is unblemishedly clean. Uh, There is nobody, and I mean nobody, on the streets. We don't see a single extra ever. Not a single extra.
1: No, literally. No 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 the only extras we see are the police goons and the dusk Yeah, yeah but like there's but no sense they're citizens. only they're only relevant you're right in action shots they don't exist Outside of whenever there's an action the, show, there is
0: no
2: common citizenry
0: at all ever shown. What, wait, wait, hold on. I have a new idea. This the common sitters, uh, citizenry are actually the the dudes all dressed up in like the paramilitary. <laughs> they're <heroes>. dusk, <laughs> and um, they're actually just trying to stop the crazy people, which are the main characters. What we got here is a real heart of darkness scenario, um, yeah. where the only people that are fucking crazy are the MCs. And everyone else that is still alive in the city is like, Jesus Christ, we have to kill them, or they will literally kill all of us. It's like, um, it's like the Spec Ops of The line, which I understand is yeah, also harder yeah. darkness, but it's a little closer. So, but, no, uh, well,
2: it's it's like it's like they're like society broke down, and we have to protect. It. It's like, no, no, it's fine. No, we're good. Please leave we're all, us alone. We all still run. We're like the cafe's still up. Yeah, the, the cafe. It's, it's, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. It's like Dora Hedora, where like, the Dora, are like you're you're painting this world as completely unlike ours, and yet the guy runs a business but nobody ever comes in except the people who yeah. run it and shoot people for a living
1: well, yeah the the only other not also the only other non main characters we see are random citizens that are quote unquote heroes or saving from dusk but we only ever see like two different children and then like They're the silhouette of the like two characters. adults trapped inside a car yeah. Like, that's it. There's no other people walking around or shopping or just living their lives.
2: <laughs> I so think how they, do you run a business?
0: Well, what you forget <laughs> is that the, the real
1: apocalypse
0: is that they had, you know, a Caprese Martini bar, but, like, oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. The, the, they, they couldn't really pay, so they had to, like, you know, just be, like, a normal bar after that. There weren't any like,
2: seats for customers.
0: Yeah, yeah. know, they can't really afford it.
2: Me and my AR-15 yeah. <laughs> are the only <laughs> patrons we serve here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you oh, know, what's God. the point in owning an AR-15 and you can't close up shop early and go try and take out some MCs? Gosh darn it! yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: what yeah a, is, what a, I, I don't even know what to call where, it. Where do we leave off in the plot? We, how many blocks do so we run the, past?
2: That's the setup, man. The yeah. setup is yeah. that, so now there's a main character um, and he's a, a badass. Uh, we're shown this through a very, very nauseating fight scene. There's also another guy. He doesn't have a magic tattoo that protects him from bullets, but he still fights the good fight. Yep. And that makes him a badass.
0: Yeah, he, he's I, also you know got that? some g- gunkata.
2: Because he's got a fucking dirty hairy gun that he um, fires without aiming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nobody aims with their gun, by the way. Uh, iron sights are a crutch for for dust. Iron I guess. sights
1: are a thing of the past. I mean, just sights in general, just anything. Just If it's not fired from the hip, it's not worth it. Everyone has a six-shooter,
2: even if it looks like they could easily fit a clip in there. Nope.
1: Well, you know what? And the only person that don't have six-shooters is Dusk, and they have the most ridiculous-looking weapons I've ever oh seen. God, they're disgusting. But they, they always lose. And they always They miss. seem to be outgunning everybody, yeah. but losing to
2: tattoos. It's, it's Well, I mean, they make them immune to bullets, so why they spend so much time <laughs> running around in a circle, I don't know. Why they do all those <laughs> fancy gun kata moves or kick anybody in the face? I I seriously, why do they do it? They can just stand still and shoot everybody because they're immune to bullets and the well, other guys the can't one do guy's anything about it. Bullets. Only the one guys immune to bullets. God, God, well no, anyone with a anyone with a tattoo is immune to bullets.
1: No, 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 no. He creates a shield using his tattoo that makes him immune to bullets. The other guys just dodge. Oh. That's very clear. Yep. Well, whatever. Yeah, his his tattoo Kerberus is the one that lets him do that. So, you know, there's that. I don't know what Kerberus has to do with being immune to bullets, but uh there you go.
0: Yeah, forgive me if I didn't really pay attention to their magic system because it felt really fucking boring.
2: Uh, y- yeah. No, it's okay. Um, uh, so, <sighs> I'm trying to remember the plot. Uh, yeah, badass guy who doesn't have a... Tattoo. Uh, he's so cool. He's got a little brother who he protects. Why? Because you know. Because he sees the, only the bad ton. guys are out. Yeah, he's got to protect uh, the city, f- the, the citizenry from Dusk. What's Dusk doing? They're trying to move in. What are they moving in to do? I don't know. They're stop- trying to what stop the eclipse citizens. Or do whatever. I don't know. Um, what would happen if Dusk took over? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so, well, uh, what happened happen if the police win? I don't, I don't know. What do the police even do? How how does the I society have police and yet is also lawless? Like why why has why is dust such a problem if the police are still around? Whatever. I don't know. Yeah, nobody thought any of this through. What is who controls what territory and for what reason? I don't know. Eh. They they all they all go by the prefectures. You see the guy with the gun. He's actually an elected mayor. Oh, yeah,
1: there's a lot I didn't pick buried, up on. Of nice. there's, there's a lot of nuance
0: wow. that I think you might have missed. Yeah, a nuance yeah, that I is, um,
2: yeah, not happening. Uh, so yeah. the story basically goes that uh, the Dusk move into town, fight scene, fight scene, fight scene, uh, pointless talking. He saves make a kid. Sense. Introducing characters that don't mean anything, like that kid. Uh, and basically, and I think the end of episode two. Uh, there's a new scarred guy coming into town who's not related to the Dusk. He's just a he's just a bad guy. What does he want? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. But he's got a magic bullet. When does bullet.
1: he want it? I don't
2: know. He, oh, now, probably, I guess. Uh, he's got a magic bullet that will hurt people through their tattoos, which... Or at least this particular guy threw his tattoo, since I labored under the delusion that everybody's tattoo made them immune to bullets. Uh, but it might be it's just this guy. I don't know. It is I, just this either guy. way. I promise this guy. You that. This guy had a bullet quite literally with his name on it. If the only purpose of the bullet was to bypass his particular shield, then I guess that's it. That's how it goes. Um, so he. Well, sh- it
1: was to negate all powers of the user.
2: Yeah, but what powers would it be negating as a bullet if not a shield?
1: Well, like, so I shoot you, and then you no longer have superpowers. Kind of like shooting, like, Superman yeah. But, he, with a but he, bullet.
2: Well, I get it. But like, he has to hit the tattoo. What you could do that with a uh, normal tattoo gun, couldn't you? Like, I if if know. theoretically a guy doesn't have a shield that protects him from bullets, and you shoot him, he gets hurt and he dies. I get,
0: I don't know. Well, that's the nice thing about this magical bullet is it works on everyone. If you get the guy with the shield, <laughs> it still kills him. But if you get yeah, the guy that isn't the shield,
2: it still kills them too. I made a ten million dollar bullet. And it only it. What is it like? Well, it's just like a regular bullet for everyone except one person yeah. on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's like so. I'm just going to continue to believe that everyone has a shield, it, but we don't really okay. get to know that because so far we only know of two people who have these. Well, actually, we know of like four who have them, but only one person ever uses it.
0: Yeah.
2: And uh, spoiler alert: uh, the guy up in the the high tower shoots his magic bullet. And then just as it's flying through the air, uh, Badass, who doesn't have any power, sort of takes it for him. He, he takes the bullet, uh, but not really, because it goes through his, like, kidney, and it also goes through uh, the main character's arm. And, and it hits, hits him hits in the tattoo. tattoo. And, and fucks up his tattoo. And so they it both get into the cover ink, in man. a warehouse, and the main character's like, well, I guess if this is how it's going to be, I want to go out on my terms. So he, he presses his hand to uh new main character's kidneys, and he transfers the tattoo from him to the new while,
1: guy. While healing the wound. While All healing the, the wound. at the same
2: time. And presumably transferring it also undoes the magical effect of the bullet of destroying the tattoo.
1: Yeah, dummy. Because it's transferred to somebody else. Yeah, it else. makes
2: sense. No. It just resets yeah. the health pool, uh-huh. I guess. Whatever. Yep. It makes sense. I get it. Anyway, makes sense to me. So, main, old main character gives new main character his power a la All Might and then goes outside and fights 30 Dusk guys to the death, uh, presumably without his ability to magically block bullets, uh, which he right. loses. Well, kind of. He wins, but he well, gets no, shot. He, oh, it's, couple a, times.
1: it's technically a draw because they You're right, You're dance. right. It's a
2: draw because they all die. Uh, but he kills all the dust guys, and then, but he's he's dying of his wounds, and the other main character walks out, and goes, "What the fuck? What did you do? Why did you do that?" And he goes, hey, "Hope you do a better job than I did, kid." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in a really bizarre scene, uh, they're back to back while sitting down, having a conversation that I guess the director thought just looked really cool. Uh, doesn't looks dumb as hell,
1: and oh, then the super
2: old main character dies. And slumps backwards onto new main character. So, like, new main character is hunched over, his chest nearly touching his knees, with a corpse on top of him. Yeah. And he just kind of sits there for a while.
0: Wait, isn't this? Wait, wait. Did um, did Bubba, uh, from Forrest Gump, did he die back to back, or they slept like that, and then he died in Forrest's lap? He, he
2: was dying. He said he just sits down, and other guys just sits down back to back with him for some fucking reason, and they start having a conversation. <laughs> And then while at the end of that conversation, old main character, All Might dies and he slumps backwards and puts all of his dead weight on new main character and new main character just starts monologuing internally with a corpse on him. He's just (laughs) fine with that. Um, yeah, and we cut uh, back to the scene many times. Oh, oh, Because yeah, the director no, just times, thought it like was the coolest shit. And by the he way, he the lines change so every time cool. we cut back to it. Yeah, yeah every like time. For, you cut for back,
1: somebody using cheaper animation, they sure reuse that asset a yeah, lot. God damn.
2: They change the camera angle, but uh, yeah. And they change the words every time. Yeah, the word change is very weird to me. I don't get that. You know, it's sucking so incompetent. I don't understand. Well that's so, competency uh, cuz
0: they're not like if they were lazy they would use the same words over and over again. They paid people well, more to voice
2: the same scene. Guess so. Hey man, uh, voice actor's cost less donuts than the hey, animation. Hey,
0: you wouldn't know art sure. anyway cuz you know you like Marvel and you know Martin Scorsese is yeah, going to get Yeah, what what would
2: I know? I can't do it myself. Correct. I can't draw a hot anime dude, so Correct. I don't have any grounds to talk about anime. Yep. All right. Hey, said, we'll, said uh, see we'll, uh, we'll see you guys never. We'll see you never. Yeah. This is the
0: end of the podcast. We're not allowed to critique I it. I just anymore. watched yeah, the it.
2: Challenger go up 300 feet in the air and explode. But I guess I can't critique it because I... I couldn't make a rocket ship. That's gosh darn right. All those dead you, people yeah, I mean... really do feel better about it, knowing that they couldn't <laughs> do any better. Yep. <laughs> yep. You're right on. Good lord. Weird, weird. logical fucking fallacy, but deep We're... down, I really appreciate it.
0: Just weird example. Got to tell you that. But you're, you're dead on. Yeah, you're not allowed
2: to critique yeah. it. Uh, it's right. It's right. You're not allowed to critique anything you can't do yourself. Correct. It's just. It's just a fact.
0: Like all do. those Texans that are like worried about like not having power right now, maybe <laughs> yeah. they should like make a treadmill yeah. and you know. Maybe
2: they should stop asking for a handout and go construct an entire power grid. Yeah. Pull themselves up by their bootstraps and redo the infrastructure of Texas. Yeah. I mean, Construct
0: some additional
2: pylons. Listen, I, I've been trying it's, to tell them this for years. I know. I know. Anyway. So, um, Fucking that happens at some point. I don't know if it's episode two, I think it is. Um, and then bullshit people talk to each other some more about stuff I don't understand and I don't care about. Uh, any, yep. every second you spend watching this anime is like a, a fever dream or a, a, a dementia anime, as it has been described Ooh, to us. Dementia, I've heard uh, about it this. makes me feel like I'm going insane and losing my memory. Uh, because I keep seeing scenes I swear to God I've seen before, but I can't quite put my finger on it. And then before I'm able to really comprehend what's going on, they end. Uh, and in between throwing up in my uh, motion sickness paper bag, uh, people will have these conversations where they say nothing. They'll just talk at each other for about 30 seconds. Like it's like it's uh, you ever see that, that that little like internet video of two parrots? And they're just like squawking at each other, but they're squawking in a way that kind of sounds like a conversation. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like squawking, <laughs> and it's like you're like, ha ha, it's cute because they're they're mimicking a conversation, but they're not saying anything because they're parrots and they don't understand speech. Oh, that's like that's that. exactly what these scenes are like. Yeah, have you guys ever I seen, guys seen that? I just hear a, this squawking.
0: There's like, there's like this Italian, and this is like from the 1960s or something. But there's like this Italian um like pop artist that also knew English, so. In, in Italy at the time, English pop was, like, very, very popular. So he was like, okay, well, I'm going to make a song that sounds like it's English, but it's just going to be, like, gobbledygook. And he sings it as if it's a pop song and as if it would be normal English words. But it's like, I, Jesus, I can't even say words. that It'd be like, uh, yeah, dop, dop, dop. And you're like, oh, yeah, that sounds like, you know, something that's, like, poppy to someone that wouldn't know English. It's like that.
2: Yeah. You, you have you ever seen those images on the internet? It's like um you try to name one thing in this image and it's supposed to be representative of someone having a stroke. Because you're like looking at these things, and there's these shapes that look vaguely familiar, um, but nothing makes any sense. You're like, oh, that's a that's a table. Wait, no, it doesn't have any legs. That's a turkey No, it just looks like a weird stuffed braided sausage. Yeah. and you're like, you're staring at this thing for minutes and you can't comprehend a single thing you see that's exactly what these conversations are. oh like. yeah are like you you're having a stroke it. someone's in a cafe and they're like hey welcome to the cafe what did you order it's like i just took out 16 desk men with my teeth locked i want a cappuccino it's like you fucking bitch how come you always walk in here asking me for stuff yeah well maybe if you went out there and shot some bad guys yourself you'd understand Man, I can't wait for me to get my own tattoo. And you start treating me like shit. Huh, that'll never happen. Anyway, how's things going over here? Like w- Jesus, wait, I am actually what were having we a stroke. Talking about like what, what? How did none of these sentences really related to anything?
0: It'd be like if you crowdsourced your dialogue. Is this
2: rapport? <laughs> yeah, like I I showed an anime. I showed a robot a thousand animes, and he wrote the script.
1: I fought a kid in the streets. Baka! He's coming over for dinner next Tuesday. Baka! And
2: then it just cuts away to a new It's spot. not like I like dinner or anything. $3.99 all-purpose meals. Oh, got it. Got a commercial in there. And so, yeah. Um, <laughs> Scar- Scarred on the Praetor is a, a fever dream where you wake up and you think you have the greatest like plot to an anime ever. But the second you start trying to write down what happened in your dream, everything's disconnected and nothing. makes we any sense. We were watching
0: this together, and while I was watching it, I was like, I just have no idea what's going on. Like I, and maybe it's just because I didn't have like my normal like notes where I could write things down. But like, I just had no idea what was happening. Like you would have like an action sequence, and then for like twenty minutes they would talk. Like I, it, and it it the thing is they, they would talk in like loops. Like, they would say
2: the same yeah, thing yeah. several times. they like just- parents. Yeah,
1: no, they would have the same exact conversation four separate
2: times <laughs> within just, the same scene. They're just squawking at each other. They don't yeah. understand speech. These yeah. are some very it's advanced like, uh, parents. Another,
1: another meme is uh, when they put the two like repeating Tom uh, apps <laughs> next to each other. And it goes, my voice is louder than your voice. My voice is louder than your voice. It just keeps getting louder and louder until it's just screeching at each other. And you're like, what is going on? And then it cuts to the next scene. And they went... Yeah, that was relevant, wasn't it? And then they no. do a bunch
2: of anime flips and kicks, and <laughs> I throw up again.
1: Oh, yeah. God. Oh, yeah, so
2: Scar on the Praetor is a wonderful example of someone who, I swear to God, walked into an anime studio and as a sick prank told everyone everything wrong. Like, it's uh, it's from Kung Pao. There's that guy who's like, oh, I, I, how about my face to your fist style? It's like <laughs> that's uh, that's like Lung Ho. We we trained him wrong as a joke.
0: <laughs> Whoops! You Motherfucking
2: know? studio Go Hands was like told everything wrong as a sick joke. I uh, I just listened if to. If there's anything they try to do, they do it wrong.
0: There's this uh, there's this episode of uh, Behind the Bastards that I just listened to about this uh, this elementary school and no, then no, a high school teacher, history teacher. That was trying to explain how like, like the people of Germany during the Nazi period were like so complicit because people were like, oh, I would have stood up and fought back, and he was trying to like give perspective on how like that's just not how like authoritarianism works. And he had this brilliant but wildly unethical idea where he was like, what if I just came in and tried indoctrinating my students to fascism to prove a point? And that's what he did. And over five days, he managed to get no joke, two hundred students. From outside of that original class to follow like fascistic principles to the point where he accidentally had bodyguards by the end. He didn't ask them to do it. He had like some of his students were beating up the local reporters to make sure that they wouldn't report negative things about the third wave, is what they called themselves. All of this to say that when he started it, that he came in on the second day and was like, "Oh shit, holy fuck, it kind of worked." And then he kept oh my God, going. It's working. Like, yeah, and then by the fifth day. Experiment. The um, it was, uh, I think it was the fourth night. Apparently, a World War II vet that was like a POW came in and just fucking trashed the entire uh, classroom they were in that like they were using as their staging grounds because he was like, You have no idea what you've made, you fucking idiot. And he was like, yeah. No, I, I yeah, I, I know what I did. And he's like, No, you don't, no, it's okay, I'm in control. I'm just
2: gonna say at the end that it's all a joke.
0: By the end, he had students from other high schools showing up to like to, to participate in this, and there were 200 of them in five days. And like totally had it under control. I'm sure that he wasn't lied to. I'm sure he I'm sure he didn't. You yeah, know, Lamel. L- that was all on purpose. <laughs>
2: it's a funny joke, guys. Very funny. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so oh, this is the uh, Nazi war experiment of anime.
0: That's Ooh. a somebody was oh, like, nice. I'm gonna
2: make the worst anime of all fucking time. And I'm gonna see if I can get published on Country Roll.
0: Yeah, it's a you look around and Country Roll. Interesting. Country
2: Roll. Yeah, let's let's keep doing the
0: let's let's keep making accurate fascist comparisons. Where, uh, like, uh, it's it's Mussolini leading the march on Rome and not realizing that it actually worked, and then he shows up claiming he came in from the battlefield. He's like, "Yep, yeah, yeah, that
2: that was that was me. I was out there. Uh, uh, I did it." Anyway,
1: I so that's Scar my- on the
2: Praetor. It's a magical ride. If you ever want to watch something that's bad funny, there you go. Just make sure to bring your barf bag because I'm not kidding when I say it's it's almost um born like born identity level nauseating.
0: Oh yeah. The the uh, action cuts are not they're funny, oh, but they're not you gotta be careful. Like just don't be they, drinking.
2: They, yeah, don't drink. The spins are not Something you want to add to this? No, no, all right, that's good enough. I'm on done scars. with that,
1: yeah, yeah, good enough. Well, that brings us to the end, so sell me on it, boys. Ethan, sell me on it. I think this has potential to really get us
0: angry. Uh, sorry, the um, whatever the anime is called, Mushuka Tensei. Um, it could end up being good. We and I'm not going to go into that again, it could end up being good for like the litany of reasons that we all laid out um i get the feeling it won't be um i am glad as jw said i'm glad that they're trying to tackle a topic that's hard um it's pretty clear they don't understand how to tackle it but they have a chance to turn it around i think it could be a lot of fun watching them fail and if they don't fail then it's kind of a good anime and then we just kick it off the pod
2: yeah, fair enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna make up for my past mistakes and I am not gonna vote for the rent-a-girlfriend again. Um I'm not about to get bamboozled again by another person who seems to be covering some difficult material who but like never seems to really understand it. Because that's exactly what we were getting in, in Rent-A-Girlfriend. I was like, oh, no, but they seem to get it. They're, they're like, going to do something with it. It's so great.
1: <laughs> it's like Pretty Woman. Oh, yeah, yeah they get it. Like,
2: it's, it's even been done before. All you got to do is copy it. Nope. So, um, yeah, no, I'm not. Nah, no, Scarred on the Praetor is what this podcast is made for. It's fun. It's stupid. It's nonsensical. It's probably not something that would you could call, like, a masterpiece. Because... It's not actually fun to physically watch, but it's really fun to talk about and make fun of. So I want to see more examples of nauseating fight scenes and parrots just squawking at each other. So I'm definitely voting Scar on the Praetor because it's it's what this shit is for. Like, I'm not gonna make a rent a girlfriend mistake again. We're not doing that.
1: <laughs> Mike, I want you to go next. Well, fair enough. Uh, well, yeah, I guess we're voting. But uh, me? No, no, Ethan, you go next. Oh, you tell me where you want. I don't want to go.
0: Um, Vote with you your where heart. You're voting. We're you in did. voting already, in case you missed the transition. <clears throat> yeah, I, yeah, I got it. Because
1: there wasn't one. Uh, we're in voting.
0: Oh, man. I, I'm i tempted to make the Rent-A-Girlfriend Gambit because... um I was the Rag Gambit. Ugh. Um, but, yeah, I, I really like... The, the other it's one like was just very move. boring. Like, very boring. I Like, the action sequences were funny, and, like, I loved watching someone run 10 blocks. I enjoyed the art being horrible, and, like, something we didn't even cover is that, like, the backgrounds would change even though the character hadn't moved. Like, they will make a cut. Like, cut A, there's, like, a building behind them. They flash away, and then they come back to looking at the character again for cut B, in cut B,
2: there's something completely unrelated behind them. Like we've never seen yeah. that scene before. Oh yeah, because despite the fact that it's all 3D, they still pull a fucking Monty, where someone is making these fight scenes independently of everyone else, and they still aren't competent enough to line up the goddamn staging. So not uh, only that, but okay. like those of you don't know, making uh, assets in 3D pretty cheap, and it's easy to make them look good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, all the environments in Scar and the Praetor are nonsense. They're oh, so very fucking very rich, and so
1: very much so nonsense.
2: They they are bizarre. Perspective and they're is so very fun.
0: Off. Like there are times I'm when there should be okay. Here's a great example: two characters are walking, and they try to make it look like the characters are walking by panning the screen. But because they're panning in the same direction of the walk, the only thing that you notice happening is that the background behind the characters
2: is moving, but they aren't. And it's only- they're doing a walk animation, but they're holding perfectly still in the same spot in the frame. Correct.
1: Yeah, and you can tell because what they put above them is a striped awning. If they couldn't make it any more obvious that they weren't moving, it's that you can see their heads barely get from one stripe to the next over the course of a 10-second scene. But it makes it seem like they should have you Should have made it half. It's fucking amazing it because in
2: three D this should take four <laughs> seconds to fix. Yeah, because nobody drew <laughs> any of this stuff. And that's the thing <laughs> about and they're all three p- D models, and it's a camera that is physically moving. Like how how did you look at that and think that was okay? And not only that, but not take six seconds to just. To make the speeds a little yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. It's the easiest yep. fix in the world. Well, it's it, it's
0: That's because it's do. because the characters themselves weren't moving at all. So there isn't any. It's because he was
2: trained wrong as a burp as a joke.
0: Yeah. Oh. So no, no,
2: because no. yeah, the 3D models never actually move. They always just do an animation, and you move them independently. Right, right. They were moving. It's just that they locked the camera and the background pan to almost be exact.
0: No, no, I okay, I actually don't think the characters are moving at all. They they had no, animation of not them moving, up and down,
2: but they're three but they're 3D models, which means you can physically move yes, them easily. They could. It's yes. not a, it's not a 2D picture where the background and the models are are like pasted onto each yeah, other. Yeah,
0: right. I do. So, okay, like this fix
2: that. is very easy, and they didn't do it.
0: Yeah, right.
2: Holy yeah. shit! Incredible stuff. So, I
0: don't know. I okay. Here's here's the main. I I'm gonna take the rent a girlfriend gambit, and the reason why is because I don't know how much of watching bad backgrounds can sustain my interest. Like the bad backgrounds are hilarious. The action scenes are pretty funny. But like Jay said, they're kind of nauseating. So like I can't – it's hard to make fun of it when I don't even know what's going on sometimes. So like I could either take the one where I'm probably going to have like care of watching it and be very invested in watching it and then hopefully it's still bad. Or I can take the one that's just kind of boring for all of the plot and the action is decent, decently funny and then the backgrounds are hilarious. So I'm taking the rent-a-girlfriend gambit, and I'm going to go with Michelle Catense.
2: Man's not learning from his mistakes, Mike. So uh, straight. To
0: be fair, it was your mistake on rent-a-girlfriend. Yeah. I was against rent-a-girlfriend Man, from the man's beginning.
2: Not make, man's not learning from mistake. <laughs> okay, that's better.
1: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, here's a chess joke for everybody. Uh, Ethan, I'm going to play... Uh, yeah, I'm gonna play e6. Play the uh, you know Sicilian, what that is, Ethan. Uh, it is Queen's Gambit declined. That's right. We are declining your gambit, oh, Ethan. Hey. We're going scar on the Praetor. Hey. Oh my God! Oh my going God! Going scar e6. on the Praetor, boys. Holy shit. D4, D5, C4, E6. Declining that gambit. Get I out can't of can't here! I can't
2: believe he did it, folks. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's like the Wait, Netflix God. anime.
1: Uh, anyway, yeah, no, I was gonna vote Scar on the Predator. I came in here thinking Scar on the Predator. I know we were talking about it afterwards, but uh, thinking about it the last couple of days I couldn't get myself Mishoku uh, Tensei is just Rena Girlfriend, it's just Eighth Son with Rena Girlfriend Gambit, and none of that intrigues me enough, because Eighth Son didn't make it far enough, and Ren a Girlfriend made it far only because uh, we were wrong, but I don't think it's gonna get that interesting and I think that I'd rather have uh, crazy physics and uh, and funny things to laugh at. And then also, quote later, It's I feel like Scar on the Praetor got better the more I think yeah, about it, the more yeah. I quote it later, like a bad movie. Whereas Meshoku Tensei didn't get any funnier or any different. In fact, we we have a worse opinion of it now, I believe, than we did right after watching That's a very good oh, so, yeah, for sure. I That's think, a good point. Because the more, for the more that you reason, get to sit and uh, think. Scar on the Praetor moves on, yeah. boys. Yeah. So
0: yeah. that's, that's it. That's a pretty good Scar- point, too. Scar on yeah, well, yeah, the Praetor. Because I do Our
2: opinions
1: did get worse.
2: Yeah. The more mm-hmm. you think about Mashoko Tensei, the more you hate it. The more you think about Scar and the Praetor, the more you remember it fondly.
1: <laughs> exactly. And <laughs> like, yeah, that's why I'm voting it's for It's like it. the prequels. <laughs> they're uh, yeah. Yeah. better remember. <laughs>
0: they well,
2: get worse with age.
1: <laughs> yeah. they. They're, All right, yeah. guys. I was going to say, that brings us to Cold Shots. Cold Shots <gasps> in the My movie, J.W., yes, 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 yes. we're going to start right off the bat. Jay gets a point for the lowest hanging of low-hanging fruits. Yeah. In fact, he was touching the ground and rotten, but he still picked I it up and ate it, it and it I still it. counts. Still counts. <laughs> they pronounce Cerberus with a K. Whoa. <laughs> they all <laughs> I, fucking I do did. it.
2: <laughs> Hard K, like no, special but, K, baby.
1: Yeah, Cerberus. Uh, yeah, so. Also, Shoko...
2: everything else is a weird reference to Norse mythology that they don't know anything about. Well, not all of it, yeah.
1: right? not wings of Artemis, you know, the Fen- twin well, wings of Artemis, Fenrir ladies and gentlemen? And Fafnir, bitch! If <laughs> Fafnir and, and Fenrir and Big, Big Ear and and Little Beer, yeah, everything. Nobody did not.
2: go convicted sex offender? I wish. <laughs> it
1: would have been way funny he, if he, he was. He beat no, the uh, fucking. It was actually sad. Because he was just traumatized. He was just yeah. bullied out of his mind as a kid. Yeah. So. And somehow uh. they
2: weren't convicted sex offenders.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, I, I feel like Scar is uh. kind of like, uh, it, it, it's similar enough to, um, uh, god damn it, uh, Mr. Love Queen's Choice. Because
2: yeah. it's like you have it's just It's not necessarily random... the funniest thing in the world when you're watching it, but you go back and you think about some of those scenes, and oh boy, are they good.
0: I got a lot of rebar yeah, for sale.
2: Oh my God. I hope we get something as good as uh, extra rebar and the uh, the time oh, stop so, uh, door shut scene. So
1: so beautiful. God, those were so good. Is this where we're All filming?
2: Right. Nah, it's like an escape room. Now get in the prison cell. <laughs> <laughs> ah! God damn, that's good.
1: <laughs> well, uh that'll never not be funny. Never not be funny. Jay missed on he one Ethan, what do you got? Well, Jay missed on. I don't think Mushoka
0: Tensei is a convi- uh, convicted sex offender. No. Yeah, yeah we he went over this. Oh, you just, just said it. Said the it. only people who listen? might have
2: been convicted Jeez, were his bullies. Oh, oh, oh. oh yeah. That's
0: what. Okay, I get it now. Um,
2: yeah, that's what I was referencing.
0: All right, so I think what I was saying for Scar and the Praetor is a uh, tattoo shift shapes power. Oh no, that's you. That's yours. Uh, no, that's no wonder me, I couldn't understand what was going on. And that's still
1: not confirmed. So. Uh, we'll, see. well, let's just do your other one because we'll we're already here. Uh, Michiko Tenzi, staff indicates class. Well, we haven't really gone over that yet either. So they're both probably knows, but they haven't been confirmed. It does, either way. It yet. doesn't.
2: It doesn't represent your class in society. It does represent that you're a mage. Uh, that's like a half point, I think. You know yeah. I
1: mean? Well, I'll, I'll hold on to it, and we can decide at the end. We'll see if anything else takes shape. You know, I don't, I don't want any pity points. I'm up 2-0. On now, now class, if you so had guessed that
2: I, green hair indicates class, I definitely would oh have my given God. you a point. Because apparently in the Shoko Tensei, <laughs> just having <laughs> he, green hair makes you a means demon. You're a, that
1: demon. Yeah. 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 Even even though the maid didn't have a demon. But they're like a special type of demon. Uh, it's
2: very Yeah, they're like interbred. Think about it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ethan, what about you, buddy?
1: So,
0: Mushoko Tensei, he was not a roadie for an idol. No. Bummer.
2: Uh, he no, he no. wouldn't. He doesn't even have a skill that, <laughs> that would no. allow him to get a job. He's really good at. Uh, <laughs> he's really good at skipping
0: funerals. If that's a if that's a yeah, skill yeah. for a job, um, it's not. And then Scar on the Praetor. I don't have proof of this yet. I said the guns will literally transform. I think we still <laughs> yeah, have a chance. So
2: possible that that w- that yeah. dirty hairy gun? I don't think so. No, not maybe that. Maybe one. the one. Maybe the yeah, maybe one the other the ones. main character had it's. It's very possible.
1: Ooh, mm-hmm. and it's still uh,
2: over animated yeah. as shit. And yeah, you got, never know. You gotta think there's a reason eventually.
0: I will say, my right, uh, my, so. I still have a chance for the winner on Scar of the Praetor.
1: Yeah, you yeah, do. I still have a chance for X Arm and J W. Your winner. I, I still is, have a chance
2: uh, on X Arm as well, but.
1: You didn't pick X Arm as your winner. You picked Back Arrow. As oh, your shit. Winner.
2: You're right. My bad. Oh, hey. Yeah, and, um, I Mike,
1: thought. I don't think Michelle. But anyway, go... but that brings us to next week, which is Back Arrow versus Other Side Picnic. So, what yeah. to expect? Uh, other Side Picnic. Not your average Isekai. Not your average Makarov. Nice. <laughs> uh, versus Back Arrow. Spiritual successor to Sorcerer Stabber Orphan, quote by JW. So, we'll see, uh, we'll see if those two hold up. So, the first. Three AKA of a other guy side who picnic. was so
2: crazy, he got kicked out of Trigger.
1: <laughs> yeah. True. Yes. Yeah. That's so what I That's what I fucking
2: want.
1: Back is the number three seed versus other side picnic is the number six seed next week. Three episodes of each, and I think that one is also going to be a blast. So oh, we look yeah. forward to having you again next week. Thanks for listening. We'll see. You. Bye. You and that itchy trigger finger. When you gotta go, brother, you gotta go. Incuba. Back!